Certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's a hard luck show. Coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. Yeah. On my left, my co-host, my partner is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. Yeah. What? <laughs> the hell the fuck come on what come on in come on the... come on it's american indian baby dj shoe <laughs> and on sound oh blue eyes sean lewis certified audio professional engineer yeah what a whore look so, what is this? J Electronica. Look at look at Steve's face. He's like trying to. You guys it better in. wake the fuck up, man. Look at Drink face. some goddamn coffee or something. Look at Steve's face. There we go. Wait a second now. Who is this phenomenal? Look at this specimen that's walking in right now. Oh, hey. Who is this specimen? It's got to be made by science. This is science fiction. This guy's too yeah. healthy looking. Too muscular. The bionic man. The bionic man. Yeah. There you go. Some West Side shit, you know? You know about that West Side shit, man. We're built differently out here. Where your Cuban links, nigga, where your rollies at? Where your big booty bags? The marathon. So, so what's that mean? We got a guest in here today. Yeah? Yep. The gentleman we've been trying to get in here. We've been talking a little bit. This gentleman has been on a journey, man. And uh, he's one of ours from out here. And, uh, you know, his life took a journey. And, and, and some, a close friend of mine was getting at me about this gentleman and his journey and his life and where he's at today and where he came from and went through and man he he linked me up with uh, this gentleman Sean and we got on the phone we started wait talking wait a minute what friend who hooked friend you? of mine who? friend of mine who you can't name him is it no, one of the unnameables you no know, he's a name <laughs> it's an unnamed Nick, Leo. <laughs> Nick Nick Leo who's that Nick Leo nicotine Nick nicotine Nick no Nick, shit nicotine Nicodel Leo yeah. Hits me up and he's like, hey man, you know, he's he's tight with his ex, Michelle. He's like, you know, then he's telling me about like how she's got the personal trainer. And he's like, oh, you got a personal he's trainer. Trainer. And he's like, yeah, man, this guy did some time at the joint. He's gone for a while. Da, da, da. He's I'm like, he's a trainer now? He's like, yeah. He did this and that. And he started telling me, and I'm like, wait a minute. He goes, yeah, man, you need to meet this guy. You guys need to talk. You need to talk. This story's incredible. He's telling me more and more about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. give, me, give me his number. Do an introduction. Mm-hmm. So he introduces us. Real quickly, me and him just hop on a call together. Yeah. And uh, Sean starts to tell me about his life, man, his experiences. And, you know, he starts telling me kind of 
what he had to go through and what what it had transpired in his life and where he's at today. Right. And I was vibing this dude, man, and feeling him. And we were talking. I was like, man, I'd really like to your your story. The little bit you've told me is so inspiring, and I I want to bring this to a platform and share your story and you with with our guests. You need to come in and meet my partners. And, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time in the gym. We enjoy fitness and, and all that. And, man, we want to hey, have you story. worked out with Big Lux yet? No. Oh, no. shit. Trying to put them to the Oh, shit. So, put them I tell Sean. I tell Sean. I tell Sean, come on in. So I invited him in. So we're, we're today we're having Fitness Sean in the house. Let's yeah. welcome Sean to the show. Sean, yeah. Hey, right now our uh, uh, our marketing intern Special K just walked in. He's kind of skinny. Can you work with that, Sean? Yeah, like, can yeah, you put I some did. muscle on that, I dude? Start him somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Get start him on the bands first yeah. before so he gets to the iron. Right? Start marketing <laughs> intern. Yeah, get him with the bands. <laughs> all right. Band, yeah. So, all right. So then, uh, well, so look, we heard a big one. We heard a big talk. We heard a bit about the journey. <clears throat> where does the journey start for you, uh, Sean? Like, where does it start actually? Like, uh, where you from? Where you grow up at? Where you? Where um, well, I'm from West LA. I'm from West Los Angeles. Um, but I was born born mostly in Inglewood. So I was born and raised you were by my I born was, mostly I, in Inglewood. Like, most, part of you yeah, was yeah. born like on I, well, one side. Yeah, I was born mm-hmm. actually in West Los Angeles, but I was raised mostly in Inglewood, California. All right, family. I've been living there since '97. Okay. Yeah, so um, I pretty much grew up as like a single child raised by my mother and my grandmother, no father around. My dad mm-hmm. was in and out of jail um, mm-hmm. since I was, what, two? My okay. dad, yeah, my dad was addicted to crack, so that pretty much took over his life. And so... Hey, when you're coming up, mm-hmm. like we, I mean, so when you're coming up and your dad's got an addiction like that, yeah, right? How do you, how does that, how do you mentally like rationalize that to yourself growing up i mean you don't really understand it yet you don't really understand what it is that's that's so strong enough to take him over to where he's removed from your household and raising you You so in the beginning then right like you don't fully understand it as a little kid how do you how does how do you explain the the absence I mean, the absence, the absence is prevalent all around you. Like all of my friends grew up with no father in the household. So it seems like the norm. Okay. So it doesn't really make you pay attention or process the fact that you also don't have a father within your household. Right. Because all of my friends and maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe I gravitated towards them because they also didn't have no father. You guys had commonality, but you didn't notice it at the time. Exactly. Exactly. How old are you when you realize what's really going on? Mm, I, I say about maybe like. 13. What's 13. that? In, what's that initial impression like when you finally realize? Like, how did you finally realize what was really going on? Um, when you start, when you come to that age where you like in your young adolescenthood and you start like trying to figure out like how to become a man. For yeah. example, like when you like go when you start in middle school and you start liking girls. Yeah. How do I talk to a girl? Right. How do I interact with a girl? Like these things that require you to have some type of um, to be able to follow some type of role model of what a man looks like, and you right. have no, you have no, no model around you, no template, mm. nothing to follow, no guidelines. You can't create something from nothing, right? Well, right. No, right. I don't know. No, you know what? We talk a lot about this. Like, we all, right. all have all come right. from this thing, right? And mm-hmm. now that we're actually talking about, I'm starting to think about it. 
I mean, yeah, it's true. You didn't have a personal connection with your father. Right. Right? Yeah. But we do know we do there are role models through music and television. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You are picking up like, oh, okay. But I'm talking about like I'm thinking about myself when I realized that my dad had full blown alcoholism problem. Mm-hmm. Like a real one. Not like, oh, you know, there was a time and then all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, this guy is fucked up. Yeah. And and then then for me came the decision of like, am I gonna go down that road or am I gonna avoid it? Right? Right. And then, you, I don't know if you're anything like me, you say, I'm going to avoid it, and then you go down the road. Right. Right? So I'm saying for you, at what point do you're like, oh, fuck, the same shit they're talking about, this person addicted to that and this and that, that's my dad. Right. When did you come to that realization, and like, what was it for you at that time? How did it impact you? Um... Like like I said before, I really don't. I think I kind of just avoided processing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I didn't necessarily want to deal with the pain of like why mm-hmm. my dad personally wasn't around. Right. And, it, and in fact, I think it just made me more curious as to the lifestyle around drug and criminality. Right. Like, what was it so powerful within this within this realm that pulled my dad away from me? So it kind of made me curious. Right. And it also kind of like it kind of like sets your identity in a, in a sense because now you're like well this is what i come from right. so you're not really sure like hey like you know you're you're better than that you can become xyz right. you're like this is this is what i come from maybe this is what i'm destined for mm-hmm. right Who knows? i haven't figured it out yet sure right so part of it was that just accepting like maybe this is a part of my identity being from where I come from, mm-hmm. and then also just avoiding not, process, not processing the pain correctly. Right. Like that makes te- total who, sense who, who to me. Or, or the confusion. You know? Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, yeah. who teaches us how to process these things? Nobody. Mm-hmm. No one. Nobody. No. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, um, so in psychoanalysis, uh, the French theorist Jacques Lacan talks about how important it is uh not important how influential it is for children that are coming up, right, that one of the parents is pulled in a direction that seems to be more powerful than the love for the kid. Mm-hmm. When children start to see that, mm-hmm. just as you just, like, absolutely said, they start to understand, like, wait a, sh- wait a minute. There's something more powerful out there. What the fuck is that? Right? What the fuck is that? And that leads itself to... Just as you said, like identity things. And I think for all of us here, right, that that is something that I don't think people really appreciate. Because it doesn't even have to be in this realm. It could be in the realm of other industries. It could be in the realm of biker gangs. It could right. be in the realm of anything where where the child, as he, as she or he is coming up, they've got a close bond with the mother figure because they got the brass with the milk in it. Right. 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 Okay. And then there's this other part that's got some control over the mother. They have a parent that's over here that is part of the equation. The kid doesn't fully understand it yet. Yeah. But these two together has made my existence. Right. Children are smart enough or logical enough to understand that as they're putting the pieces together Mm -hmm. as to like, how the fuck am I even here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's fascinating what he's saying, and I, I mean, I'm t- I'm appreciative of the directness in which he was able to lay that out. There's a lot of people that are still avoiding all that. Absolutely, right? Yeah, 
Okay. For, sh- for sure. I just wanted to say, like, I go think, ahead. I think as I was growing up, my mom, um, she actually like articulated the absence of my father in a good way, like in a way that was fair to him. Like she didn't like say, "Oh, your dad's a piece of shit." Right. Right. Et right. Et cetera. Et cetera. Um, She's like, your dad has a strong drug addiction and it's really strong. It's not something that you play with and it's something that can remove you, remove him from out of your life. And I'm like, oh, you know? Yeah, but like, Like, you know what? You're saying that, but I'm also thinking to myself, like when you look at tribal societies, there's a piece of, of the warrior culture where the person says to the kid, like, hey, this ain't anything to fuck with. It's mm -hmm. real powerful shit. But that... That almost pulls you into it, right? Yeah, right? exactly. Hell yeah, exactly. exactly. Right? Because when the kid, when I was in juvenile hall, yeah, and they had a program where dudes were coming from state prison, yeah, to come talk to us, yeah, at like a juvenile. That shit for ninety nine point nine of us got us excited to go to prison. <laughs> we couldn't wait to get up there. It right. glorified it, and they were like. You don't want to take this right. You know what I'm saying? So it's Gladiator kinda, school. It's that same thing. Right. It's that same thing. Gladiator exactly. school. Yeah. I just think that we um like we're prone to like test our limitations. You well, know, that, whether that, they be good or bad. Absolutely. Sure. Men like, especially. Yeah, exactly. We we're all, trained that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and then we're talking about being in the age where like I was just watching uh a Chris Rock, Chris Rock Tambourine just mm. came out on Netflix. Mm. And he was like talking about stop telling your kids you spe- they're special. Like they're not special. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your kids. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we all just think that we're special enough to be able to handle and deal with these things that mm. pe- people try to tell us. Yeah, to but avoid. bro, mm. listen. When people tell their kids they're special, they're not telling them they're special for the kids' sake. They're telling the kids they're special <coughs> so that they look like good parents. Right. Yeah. Right. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Real. And that's why a lot of children, I think, are like when they get into adulthood, when they're finally faced with the chaos that's actually life. Because mm-hmm. life, I mean, dude, I'm, you know, I was just thinking about this. They can't cope. Right. They can't cope because their whole parents' way of raising them was to make themselves look good. Right. This is my identity card as my kid. Right? Sure. And I'm telling the kid it's special because that's what good parents do and I'm a good parent. Right. Versus dealing with what you really have on your hands. Right? Another human being who basically like time traveled to this world and has no clue yet what's really going on. Right. Like, I got a, a my daughter, 16 months, right? And I watched her go through a period where she didn't know what a shit was. Think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking, like, tigers and fucking dogs and all that stuff. They never go through a confused shit stage, <laughs> right? Like, they know what's up. I got to take a shit. <laughs> but my daughter, she didn't know what exactly what was happening. Right. And she was crying for, like, three months because she'd be like, eh. And she was trying not to shit, and we mm. were trying to tell her it's okay to shit. Mm. Only human beings go through that. Right. There's no fucking hyena that's crying because it doesn't know what a shit is. Right. Or having the mom explain it to her. Right. right. Now she's pooing, no problem. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even think about it. But she had to go through a conscious phase of like that. So that's the level at which the human. This is what I think people don't understand about childhood. The human brain is so much more intelligent and complex even at these early stages that it's ahead of itself it's 
it's it's so far ahead of itself that its own instinctual body functions confuse it for a little while until you settle the brain down and say this is going to happen all the time and you're not going to die and it's going to be okay and then mm. the brain can stop being conscious of that and mm. move on to the next thing which could be language and mm. this is why like when you're coming up it, you don't even question yet like who what the family is you don't know there's no like genetic there, the zygote and the fetus isn't in the stomach coming out expecting to see a man and a woman right. it really isn't mm -mm. so it can come out and see like eight women. And it's not until a certain level of awareness from the child that it looks at all the rest of the world that the child be like, hey, where's the man? Wait a minute. Right. Mm. Before that, it's like whatever. Right. Right? Yeah. So we're dealing with all those levels, which is which is why. So so when you say like it's some powerful shit and it your it's got a hold of your dad. I could even envision a a a, a kid, a son. Being raised on fucking, you know, Dungeons and Dragons or goblins and shit. And then hearing a story about your dad being controlled by drugs and thinking, I'm going to tame that shit. Like, it's, it's, my, it's my thing to save my dad. Not that I'm going to change him from doing what he's about. I'm going to face the same demons. But I'm going to do better. And I'm going to do better. But I think I think it's man like that's just say, a possibility. Right. It is, bro. You're talking to somebody who it actually it happened in my life. What do you mean? With Vincent, you know, with uh, Vincent, really like, you know, the 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 I start disappearing at age fucking. You know, I was disappearing in his life going to prison, but then I was all good and raising him. And at 13, I started I relapsed, and he started seeing this thing that was pulling his dad, who's his his full time coach in baseball. With them all, you know, like partners, all of a sudden not showing up, not showing up, not showing up. And I think my daughter and my son were both like, what is this thing? But my son was like, he tells me. He knew early on something was up and he was kind of tripping on what that was and what and inquisitive. And he ended up doing the exact same drug eventually mm. in the same way, the same thing. And it's like. I hear I thought I was hiding something when the whole time is the more I fucked with it, the more he wanted to know. What was it that dad's fucking... Right. You know, and and true, and true the same way, my dad was fucking a piece of fucking work, but his shortcomings in life and his failures, I thought for years and years and years, because I carry his blood, I'm going to have to experience the same thing. Exactly. Like I, I don't know what that, where that ideology comes from. It comes from society. But it's very, very exactly. real. It's yeah. very real. Yeah. That the I, whether I want to or not, my destiny is in what I'm witnessing in my father. You know, and 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 sorry to say that it took me until my forties, my forties, to really start taking a look at some of that. You know, mm. and. And understanding that, that, is, that these are not truths, you know, that this is not the way unless I decide that it is in my head. Right. Um, but and then coming through that, getting to listen to my son and his take on it. And this shit is really, really powerful, almost primal shit in us, bro, that we do. Mm. Um, but I don't want to interrupt. I want to let you go on. No. So so then. All right. So you're dealing with this thing. Um, you have questions and then it starts to you start to maybe go down that path because you're like that's my identity then what happens 
Um, so I just continue to go through this process of like being around, um, you know, like your neighborhood drug dealer, your neighborhood gang member. And, yeah. You know, you kind of select like who you want to look like. Mm-hmm. Right. Who do you want to be like? Right. Uh, I, this guy kind of like looks like something I want to be like. And so right. you kind of like mimic, follow, walk, talk, dress like this person. And then mm-hmm. you go through a process of realizing what works for you and what doesn't. Like that's his style. That ain't mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wait a second. What's the best part about hanging around drug dealers? Um, what's the best part? What's the fun? What's the most fun? Just watching the attraction that they, that that they get from people, the attention that they get from people because of what they got. Yeah. And then know? what's the worst part about hanging around drug dealers? Not seeing them around because they went to jail. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what happened to Woody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about that story later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about he that. He attracted the wrong yeah, people. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. right. Mm. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. And then, okay, so then you're, oh, and what didn't work for you when you were like, all right, I see that works for that person, but I'm going to put my own little crease in the flare. Like, what was I your mean, deal? You know, just trying, like, you know, just trying certain type of like crimes like i'm not i'm not a drug dealer why not, i don't got the patience mm-hmm. what do you mean i don't have the patience to stand on the corner post up go re-up try to save my did, did you try i did i did for a very very short period so like what happened moment. tell me about it's, that that's just, crazy because everybody just, thinks they can be a drug dealer everybody yeah, it, thinks it just, that it, it just it just wasn't my thing no 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 i'm telling you it was like a very very short-lived no thing. no no okay so you said you said you said all right I'm gonna give this a shot, right? Yeah. Okay. And then you had like a big homie or somebody that yeah. was gonna actually my fr- actually my friend who had a big homie who was like, "Yo, like we selling weed, let's we selling make some, pills, yeah. let's try to do business." This. And I'm like, uh, "I tried it; it just wasn't my thing." Hold Paranoid on. about having drugs on me in school. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. This ain't my thing right here." You know Wait what I mean? Second. Trying to hide it from my mom. <laughs> you know, trying to save my money and not spend my re up money to buy some Air Force Ones. Like, yeah, this ain't my thing, man. I don't have the patience for this. You know, so. So, all right, hold on a second. So, so you you they fronted you a little yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. Okay. And then you're trying to hide it from your mom, right? Right. right exactly. So, what do you got? Like, like in the gym bag yeah, or like on backpack? Not can't hide it, right? You yeah. know what I mean? That type of stuff. Right. So, all right, yeah. hold on, because well, I, like, I want the granular. <laughs> I want the granular. So then, okay. So then, and so then you're going to school, and then. Like how paranoid were you? Like were you you were walking around with like what? Like a lid, Maybe like a like break, a, like a gram, like right? A gram. In your shoe yeah. or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, in, in 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 the little pocket of, right. of, of the jean, the little pocket. You thought that was a cool hiding spot, you know? <laughs> Not knowing security been on this for twenty years, and you think right. you're doing something new. And so like you you're sweating. I mean? Yeah, I'm like hey, I'm too nervous for this. Yeah, you're like I'm cool. This. Let's move on to something else. All right, so then let me ask you this: What aren't what aren't you too nervous for? Like what were you able to handle? My oh. thing, my thing was uh, residential burglaries. That's how I started off. Nice. Residential house burglaries. Yeah. And what's? Because you know what? I'm actually really like pushing you through the doggy door. No, I'm ready for it. The doggy door, brother. Yeah, I'm ready. Listen, I'm right now. Uh, so everybody starts. I, you start through the doggy door. Yeah. I'm reading a book in. called Confessions of a Jewelry Thief. Oh. Mm-hmm. And this guy got away with it. 30 years. He stole jewelry from celebrities and everybody. Never had a partner. Okay? Dude is serious dude. And he walks you through it all because statute of limitations is run on everything. Oh, mm-hmm. He did right. go to jail, but not for... A long time. Not for jewelry. Mm-hmm. He, uh, anyway... But what's interesting is he goes through what it is to really break an enter. 
And he like would case the <clears throat> joint and he would like he said when you know what he said? He said he said he would post up in Florida. Fuckers with big fucking seventeen carat and all these idiots. And he would say, These guys are fucking idiots because they would wear all their shit. Guy like me, that's just like a menu. That's like mm-hmm. showing me the menu of what to order. Right. You're showing off, but you're showing me what I could steal. You looking like filet mignon. Yeah. That's how this dude would look at everything, right? Everybody's a mark. Right. Well, he was saying, dude, he stole from Arm and Hammer. Mm-hmm. He stole from Phyllis Diller. He stole from big name fools mm-hmm. and got away with it. Yeah. All right. And he yeah. said the best. He stole from Johnny Wisemiller, the old Tarzan dude. He said the best way. Fuck you, thief. This guy, this guy, this guy. I love that guy. I love this, that guy. He got Tarzan. He he got Tarzan, and he said it. He felt bad. He said he stole Tarzan. Felt so bad he put it back. No, yeah. he said he did feel bad because everyone in the press made a big deal about how Tarzan got stolen from because mm. the guy had to climb up a bunch of right. stuff, right? Like a like Tarzan, mm. and he said that the one thing he did have was the swimming medal from the Olympics that Johnny Weissmiller. Yeah, and he felt so bad about it that he flew to another city and mailed it to him anonymously, and that Johnny Weissmiller in the paper said that he appreciated that the thieves had the class to send him back his Olympic medal. Mm. But he got Weissmiller, he said, a lot of people don't realize this, but like if you're on a golf course, right, a lot of people want the good view on the golf course condo. He said, it's a terrible idea. Because, number one, he said, it's easy to case <clears throat> from the golf course because they don't light up a golf course at night. And there's lots of fucking trees and shit. Mm-hmm. So he said, like, dude, I love that. You, wanna, you want second story, third story on the golf course, overlooking the golf course? I can't wait. He'd go there at night. And he said, also, there's never anybody patrolling golf courses at night, ever. There's nothing going mm-hmm. on, nothing mm-hmm. to steal. Mm-hmm. So he would sit there and case out these fucking condos, and he would count which one was Weissmiller's, and he had his whole system set up, and he he had a grappling hook. He would practice every day. I swear to God, every day. Uh, so his upper arms were really strong, right? And this dude would climb up, and he said people never lock the sliding glass doors on an upper level floor because they just assume most people aren't going to climb up there and get in there. He said Wise Miller's thing was wide fucking open. He figured out when the guy would go to fucking dinner with his broad, went up there and just cleaned him out. Cleaned him the fuck out. Mm. Cleaned out a lot of people. Mm. So when you do these residential burglaries, like, do you case it? Like, do you walk it? We're talking about, I'm talking about, I'm 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hey, casing shit. About, yeah, he's, he's talking about doing my homework yeah. for a burglary. I'm not like, there's no cars in the driveway? <laughs> there ain't no cars in the driveway? Doing, yeah, Nobody home? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, how many golf time, courses are it, there in Inglewood? I had to think, none. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one. So right wait, now. so how does an 11-year-old get into a house? Um, usually usually the b- side bedroom window. Side yeah, bedroom yeah, window? Yeah, the bedroom window. Never go through the front door. Well, first, you could be a knock-knock bandit, but that's played out. Knock-knock. Mm. Yeah. See, make sure, see if anybody's home. Yeah. Then mm. go through the side, go yep. through like either the bathroom, the showers, that small shower door. Yes. That's one thing people never even think to close a lot. I, you are so right. You dude. know, so and obviously being little enough, we could fit through something like that. Right. Yeah. And then so. when you get through, then what do you do? You run and unlock another door and, and everyone yeah, comes let in? My, let the homies in. Yeah, through the front door. Uh-huh. Or whatever. And then we do our thing. Look yeah. for whatever we look for. Jewelry, money, right. guns. But 
what about a safe? Did anyone ever try to carry out a safe or like a small safe or anything like that? Yeah, but that usually doesn't work out because the safe <laughs> is too heavy. We're too little. We look yeah. stupid running yeah. down the street with yeah. a safe. Like, you know, yeah. like you will get caught. Like, yeah. The jewel thief's first yeah. hit was yeah. a safe. Yeah. And he said the exact same thing this guy said. He said it's too much. Yeah, he's like, it's dude, it was work. crazy. Yeah, if you can't get in, in there, then leave it alone. Yeah. Right. To take the safe out. What's the biggest <laughs> score? What's the biggest score you guys got? Uh, as a kid, maybe like three grand. Yeah, three that's grand. a lot for a kid. Hey, exactly. that, that's a lot of fire sticks, yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we was shoe heads, so we spent our money on shoes. You know, uh, I mean? yeah. that was the thing going to middle school. You know, shoes right. and shit. So, yeah. and then, uh, but then eventually you got caught up. I got caught. Yeah. yeah. So how did that happen? How'd you get caught? Um, I actually was walking with a friend. It was spontaneous. I'm like, yo, let's go hit a lick. Like, it was the middle of the day, like, during the school week. And <sighs> I'm like, let's go hit a lick. And so uh, we just saw this random house, tried to go in the back. But what happened was I picked up I picked up a chair, and the chair was dusty. <gasps> the grass was wet. So my shoe prints got exactly into the chair. <sighs> so the guy was home. He's like, hey, what the fuck? And he chased me, and we ran into, like, a shopping center, and... They report he reported it already. The sheriff was already in the shopping center. So I and also I had a fucking jersey on. Mm. Jersey mm. had a number. Guys wearing a jersey with a number 32 on it. Mm. Damn. So it's not like you looking for somebody with a black shirt. Right, on. right, 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 right. You looking right, for a guy with a 32, 32. with a jersey. Right. So got caught, took me back to the scene. Guy verified that we was the ones who went in the house. And God damn. That was that was the first how time I got caught. You, how often did you think back to that moment and been like, fuck, if I would have just not Fucking I, just, I, I realized how stupid I was yeah. like to just to hit a lick with a jersey on like yeah. you know to step in a, a chair that left my footprint <sighs> like I, I never forget that because when they took me in to process me um, they took I had some Jordans on I just got them <sighs> and uh, they took my shoes from me I'm walking around the station with no shoes on and Damn. they're like we're taking your shoes I'm like you serious he's like yeah the evidence Mm. Never got those Jordans back. Nope. <laughs> Never. Never got those back, man. Some so. some detectives' kids got them. Yeah, exactly yeah. for sure. So yeah, Damn. I just realized how stupid I was. So I stopped doing that shit the first time I got actually got caught. Yeah, you know. And then I and then that but, didn't work. But eventually, you went away for a while, right? Um, eventually, like at some point, maybe a few months later, um, I got caught up for a school a robbery at school. You know, <gasps> rob somebody at school. This was the point where next tales came out. Chirp, chirp. Everybody wanted those next tales. Mm -hmm. Took a kid's phone and shit. And I was already on probation for this residential. Right. They couldn't wait to violate yeah, you. Yeah, violated my ass and sent me straight to the halls for the first time. So yeah, and what's the halls like uh, for the first time? You don't know what to expect. Like this is the first time you realize that you're not going home. You're not going home to your comfortable bed with your mama and your video games and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You you realize like, oh shit, you're sitting in the cell for three days when you be processed. You know, like shit is real when you realize your mom, your mom ain't there. Right. And now it's just you and you solo and by yourself. What did your That's mom? That's some cold shit right there when you're a kid. Yeah, for sure. What did your what did your mom say when she found out? She, I mean, you know, she she didn't know how to process it. She, Damn, she didn't understand how to process it. I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of like what resonated with her is that I was already going down the path. Yeah, that my father went down. 
Did you have to, I mean, did she give you, I mean, were you embarrassed and ashamed when your mom looked at you and was like, what are you doing? Yeah, for sure. But like, she still had my back, like not to, you know, not to clean it up or anything. You know, she was very disappointed, very hurt because like her whole mission, her whole mission, like she left my dad. So I didn't become like my dad. Right. So for me to take that path made her, like you said, mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, a parent's kids are their identity card. Yeah. So she felt like she was failing. Right. They took her identity card. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that was, that's what it was for her. She made it about herself, and then she realized, like, yo, I just needed to have my, my son's back regardless. Right. This is my son. She's a mom after yeah, all. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Damn, so man. Life is fucked up, bro, because no matter how hard, like, like as a parent, you know, no matter how hard you try uh, certain things, life's going to throw you a fucking curveball. Yeah, for sure. It's going to throw that shit right back in your face. Yeah. I mean, it's just nothing you could do about that. Yeah. 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 But it's life. It is life. But it's some life. people don't, they don't learn that, they don't learn the lesson that there's only so much you can control. And after mm -hmm. that, it's just mm -hmm. about how you respond to it. Yeah. Right? right? So what did they finally, what did, what finally led to the, to the, okay, so you went to juvenile hall, how long were you there for? A month. A month. A month. Yeah. They gave me um they gave me some more more strict probation, like formal right, probation right, or something. Right, right, they right. let me out on formal. I was Double already dog probation. probation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We yeah. gotta check in and all that shit. Right, right, right. And so how long did you stay out there on that before uh So I stayed out stayed out for about five months. You know, after your first time getting through jail, like I think that kinda changes you because you realize you done made it through the worst. You're not you, that scared anymore. Yeah, you realize, like, you know, we talked about testing limitations. Yeah. You realize you can handle limitations. Mm -hmm. You can hold your own. So it kind of makes you feel like you're tougher. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Your level of invincibility goes mm -hmm. up. Did bit. your friends treat you different when you came out? Like, oh, yeah, because yeah. I was the first to go to jail. So, yeah. you, know, you know, I had to walk with a different, <laughs> yeah. walk with a different type of step. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. But, um, they ask yeah. you a dumb question, you smack them in the face. Like, Don't talk that stupid <laughs> yeah, shit yeah. around me, man. Yeah, just, just get raped. Yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. So then, um, but then yeah. at some point you had to go to like big people in jail or no? Eventually, at some point. So he um, said, eventually, at some yeah, point I did. I mean, eventually, at yeah. some point I did. You know, <laughs> fast forward, I went to, I went back, I went back for another robbery. Five months later, did eight months in camp. Mm. Um, mm. Did my time there, realizing I wasn't as tough as I thought I was. The first how did time. you figure that out? What What showed you you weren't as being tough? Being tested by people who from you know rougher areas like Watts and Compton, like you know I'm from little Westlake Inglewood, you know, right. like pretty boy shit. Yeah, you know, you getting tested around people who are a little bit tougher than you. Did you some know? of them zero in on you because they were like, look at this guy? He's Especially because I don't I'm I don't bang. Right, you know what I mean. So I'm really solo. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not connected with anything. <sighs> so you know, I'm like, you know, yeah. See, I, I'm I'm appeared to be weaker. You know how that mm -hmm. is, man. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, yeah. I don't. What do you mean by that? I mean, I'm just know, kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you trying to say, Sean? <laughs> no, I don't know how that is. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, no. You know. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So I went through that. I did my time again. Got out. 
And I tried to like really like I made a conscious conscious effort to really try to change. Like mm. I really wanted to stop going to jail. I wanted to turn it around, not be on probation, not fuck up. I already saw that this shit was getting worse. Yeah. So I kind of like you know buttoned myself up a little bit and started getting more serious into school. My mom always like pushed education on me. Yeah. No matter what I was doing, she was serious about education, education. Yeah. So I just put my head in school, and eventually I got off probation. But that kind of made me feel like I was free. Yeah. Like free, free to do whatever I wanted to yeah. do. Uh, uh, and so, yeah. you know, you always got that beast living inside you, man. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? All and the you don't time. Realize that. And I remember having a conversation with my mom after I got off probation. Mm. I started hanging around the same homies again. <sighs> and my mom, I never forget these words. She was like, like, how can you stop expecting to go to jail and you still hanging around the same people? Mm-hmm. Thinking that me going to jail, like that's that's the one thing about being young. You you you're stupid. You undermine you undermine influence. Mm. You don't realize that the mm. stupidest motherfucker could influence you, right? You know. Mm. And so hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, Amen. This guy right here, Special K, he's 23. Are you listening to this? Yeah, that was good, right? Don't there. be nodding like that. Are you listening to this, young man? Yeah. Don't let an idiot yeah. influence you. You're being influenced by stupid people right now. Stop it. All right. Yeah. You just realize that. You realize that. And um, you just think, again, you think you're in control over everything you got going on, what you Mm. do, Mm. and and just everything. You think Mm. you're your own grown man. So, Mm. but that wasn't the case. And obviously, I had to learn that the hard way. Damn. So eventually, um, I started hanging around a different set of people just because, like, you know, not because I wanted to get away from that influence, but more so. I was like not clicking with my friends for whatever girls, girls coming into play, you know, people starting to set their roles like as to who's who and what, what jealousy, mm-hmm. envy, all that kind of stuff. So I started hanging around a different group of people and getting exposed to different shit. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're talking about robberies on a bigger level where guns are involved mm-hmm. and people are laid out and mm-hmm. laid down and that type of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and I did that for uh, the summer of 2005, it was a crazy year in L.A. We think we had the murder rate. Like, the streets was crazy at this time. The influence in the city was just hot. Yeah. I don't know where it was coming from, but it was mm-hmm. hot. And um, eventually around that, around the, the winter of that time, for some reason I always went to jail in the winter. I finally got caught. Yeah. And I went to jail. What kind of what kind of structures were being robbed at that time? Was it still residential? Or any any and everything, any and everything we can get our hands on. We talking about like going into banks and slipping a note. Get the fuck yeah, out of here! Going to a bank and slipping a note. When you slip, so first of all, who gets to be the one that slips the note? Like, is that a highly I mean, prized kinda, job? You kind of you kind of determine who's the toughest and who's willing to do it. Right. Mm. Who's willing to do it? And when you slip the note. Like, you write on it. I mean, what what do you actually write on a note? What's written on the note? So so I had this friend. I'm not going to put his name yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. But, yeah, he had just got out the feds. Older guy. He was my neighbor and stuff. And he told me, like, if you demand what's in the drawer, what's in the drawer yeah. they always keep up to about $5,000 right. in the drawer of a bank. Yeah. And if you slip a note saying, give me what's in the drawer, they're going to yeah. hand it right to you. Because they don't feel that risking $5,000 is ain't worth any... Exactly. Insurance. And to us, that's like... Shit, Shit $5,000 right. is $500,000. It was the ATM, yeah, faster exactly, than the ATM. Exactly. So. All right, so when you, so let me ask you a question. When someone writes a note, right, hypothetically, mm-hmm. when someone writes a note, 
right? You you gotta you gotta make first of all you gotta make sure it's clear what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. You can't write some shit that they can't read. Does anyone right. have you ever seen it where someone slipped a note and the person's just staring at it like, what the fuck is this say? <laughs> have you ever seen that? Yeah, That'd be horrible. You have? Yeah, no, I haven't, but like that would be crazy. I mean, yeah. it seems to me like, yeah, 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 like yeah. no, motherfucker, put it in a sharpie. It's gotta be big, otherwise yeah, you can't write big it. And bold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's gotta say the right thing. Can't say like hand me your drawers or anything like that, right? <laughs> What's in the drawer, not hand me yeah, your exactly, drawers. Exactly, All right. exactly. And then when you slip it over. Like, hypothetically, does it got to be, like, upside down? Is, it, is the move to do it upside down? Or? I actually didn't think about it that much. I just slipped the Yeah. Because I'm trying to get out of there. I'm nervous as hell. Damn, <laughs> I told you, I'm a nervous motherfucker. Yeah, I don't even know yeah, why I yeah. even got into this lifestyle. <laughs> right, <bro>. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, why did you? Getting nervous for five minutes is worth it. Is, is less than 15 You're walking hour. around yeah, with, right, like, right, a, right, a yeah. weed in a side yeah, exactly. pocket. All better day. than being right. pissed off for eight yeah, hours. Exactly. Right. Thinking right. everybody looking at you and right. shit. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait the fuck a minute. So wait a second. All right. So outside the bank, when you like, is there like when you pull up, right? You don't pull up. You don't. <laughs> yeah, there's cameras outside the bank. So what do you do? You walk up. You don't pull up. Right. You yeah, walk up. You, you got to have this, the car somewhere where no one's going to be able to see what Absolutely. it is, right? Absolutely. There's cameras outside the bank. You trying to go back? I can't even Come imagine. On, no, I, I'm with you. I right, listen. Yeah. And the thing is, though, I'm trying to think about it now. It's like it only man it, that what what we're talking about slipping for the George. That should only take two people, right? Right. It don't take more not, than that. Yeah, not even that. Right. Not even so that. That's yeah. a one-person job yeah. right there. Two-person, that just means two people yeah. going to jail if somebody yeah. gets caught. That's and they say, like... Yeah, what two 16-year-olds are walking <laughs> in the bank? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. yeah I walk right out. If I exactly. see that, I see two 16-year-olds exactly. walking to a bank, I'm running out. Right. The, but... Now, did you pick ones like where they buy the freeway? Because they say L.A. it's like the bank robbery capital of the world because everything's by a freeway. What do you think this to set it off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got the off ramp. Yeah, yeah, we'll go from the one ten. It's right yeah. there. Shut it off. Yeah. <laughs> like you know he, what? Like he, yeah. Uh, you didn't have like a whiteboard no, that you were no, drawing no, diagrams bro. on. Mm. He's 16. Yeah. I don't know. seems like he's got, got a lot me. on the ball. That, those type of things were short lived because I actually got I got nervous. I had heard of people like actually really getting shot and killed for yeah. that type of shit. You right. Know? So I kind of like did that maybe a few times, uh-huh. backed off of that. But that when you got thing. when when you eventually got caught, how how long did they give you? So when I initially went in, uh, I was facing 65 years. Get the fuck out of here. How old were you when you were facing 16? How the fuck does a 16-year-old process 65 fucking years? And how many other fucking, what, were they just throwing a whole bunch of them on you at that point in time? They're like, we got you for six? Yeah, what it was. Special (laughs) enhancements? Yeah, it was like an investigation. Like, it's not like I did one thing and got caught at one crime. Like, Mm. There was a string of robberies that was starting to happen because this is something that we was doing damn near every day, mm-hmm. multiple times a day. Mm. And so, like, eventually, if you keep doing the same shit, we get so comfortable where now we're not wearing masks and all kind of shit. And now it's they too got, much work. Now they got to well, we just starting that that level of invincibility. Is, right. That's that's the thing. Like, you know, that shit just keeps going up and up the more yeah. you get away with. Right. And like, so there starts to become a description. We're looking for a dark skin habits. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to look for a dark skin, light skin guy. Right. Yeah. One with the revolver, one with the automatic. Mm. There's a description there. You sure. know? Mm-hmm. They have an MO. They say the same thing, do the same things. So now they this got is how they clean out the houses. Habit. This is what it looks like. Yeah. So habit. now, yeah, so now they got now they got multiple counts. Exactly. With enhancements. Exactly. God damn. How many robberies did they try and come to you at? Twelve. Damn. 
12. God damn, dog. And that's like saying, that's oh, they, we're going we're gonna to work the deal for We're just going to give you a nickel on each one. Take 65 and just wrap it up. Can you so, imagine? Fucking crazy. Can you imagine? There's a gang of motherfuckers signed off on those. you imagine you got an Absolutely. attorney and the attorney's like, look, you could get 65, but they're just going to give you 40. So they're going to give you 40. You're so going to get to come deal. out again. You're yeah. going to get to come out. Imagine that. Give them 40 good ones. <laughs> yeah, 40. Mm. Imagine that. That's heavy, man. Bullshit. That's okay, heavy. so then what happens? So I actually got I actually got lucky. This is this is the like good part of the story. Like, um, I just remember going to church that Sunday. You know, you get you get all prayed up when you go to jail. Oh, yeah, big man I mean? better come through. Yeah, exactly. So I went to church that Sunday. Were you making I, deals? Were you like, yeah, hey, listen, I, God? I actually made a deal with God. <laughs> I did. I did. I told what was him, the deal? I told him, look, man, I can't do sixty-five, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you four, but I can't do sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I just really sat there and I just like really just broke down and was humble and prayed. And that night. The um, the CO came to my door and was like, "Wilson, you going home? You got a DA reject." What? Got a DA reject after four days. They didn't have enough evidence on the case. Mm. I couldn't believe the shit. I was like, "Call my mom right now and tell her to pick me All up." Right. It's like she already here. Right. I went home. I went home. My friend stayed though. They had evidence. He got picked out in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I was like tripping off the. F- I just remember going after home. that, oh, dude. You went to seminary school, huh? You were like, "That's it. I'm with you, God. That shit works." I mean, that's what I thought. You know, <laughs> I really, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even sit. I sat there and I just couldn't believe that I actually got a D a reject for this shit. And so, like, I was kind of like, you know, humble for about <laughs> two weeks. And I went back to the same shit. What? That's really? real. What? That's real. Yeah, that's how it works. No, that's man. real, man. Yeah, Sean, real. that's real. That's real. That's I went back to the same shit. My it was it was about four or five of us, and everybody got DA rejects except for one of the homies. You know, sucks for him being light skinned. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, um, well, hey, you, yeah. win, you win some, you lose yeah. some, right? Yeah, they picked his ass. It, out, it's so. hard everywhere, man. Yeah, um, you know, we just kind of like, I guess. I guess it was God's way of showing me, like, here's why I'm not going to give you a break. He let me out to show me, like, mm-hmm. all this shit that you're talking about and praying to me for, here's why I'm not going to give you a break. I'm going to show you. Damn. I'm going to show you. Instead of just just breaking you off, I'm right. going to show you why I'm not going to give you a break. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's some deep. I, listen, that's a deep I shit. Say I want to say yeah. something. I want to say something right now. Yeah. That is fucking. I've not heard it put like that. Yep. But that's exactly how I looked at my shit. Right. I'm going back a few times. I look. It, it, I've never heard it put like that. But that's exactly as I start to stack them up and look at them. He was gracious with me. He. It, it really was about having. I had to do this in order for me to really, really get to right where you're at now. Exactly. If it would have gone any other way, you wouldn't be who you are. Exactly. It wouldn't have been clear, right? Yeah. And you don't know that in that you moment don't, But either. you don't know it at that moment. But the way you said it is exactly it's like, look at man. Really think. And when I start thinking, it's like, I cut you a break. You, you told me. You had this option then. Oh, okay. And then here we are here. I did that. Remember that? Right. And then remember that? And all kind of like. He needed to lay out so that I'm real clear with the way my shit's broken, you know? 
But man, it's just like the way you put that, bro. That's exactly right. Absolutely. He didn't just break you off off the first one. Right. You know what? That wouldn't do nothing. Right. Exactly. You know what? You know what? That's it, what what he did. Interesting the way he said that because that's it, how I be, it. You know what? Because it's interesting the way he said that because that comes from the mind that had plenty of time to think about that right. shit. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Contemplation like a motherfucker. Yeah. Absolutely. See, Sean's tripping because White Sean's tripping because <laughs> you were like, man, you got a you got a break, and then two weeks later you were no longer humble but that's real that's real yeah, i can yeah. tell you and, and, and not in this same circumstance there have been plenty of circumstances where i was like dear god listen i swear to god never again man yeah i just blah, blah, blah. and then like two weeks later, later. <laughs> i mean dude i done i mean when he said that yeah shit, that's well, real god, to you, Sean, i mean you know the ego is powerful man oh yeah and you get to thinking you're invincible yeah. You get to thinking like <clears throat> instead of analyzing this like God gave me a break, man, and I should take this as an opportunity to really fulfill the promises I made to him. It's like I'm good at this shit. You can't catch me. What you talking about? I'm fast. <laughs> you know, sure. I got away. Right. They don't even got me for all the shit that they even got yeah, me for. They got right. They me. got me for half right. the shit. Yeah. You know? yeah so this it's like you get to think. Go ahead. No, but I'm thinking at this stage in the game, at this stage in the game, also you got to remember, this is just like a chemical addiction. This yeah. is oh. like a love addiction. Oh. This, is a, this is the same shit. You get off on this shit, Absolutely. right? You can't leave it alone now. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't like, leave that shit alone, man. Adrenaline. You know you should leave this shit alone, but you pull back. You ain't gonna leave. I it alone. I was just talking about that. Being a hound dog on a fucking porcupine. You're like, mm, that shit look like it's gonna hurt, but I'm gonna have to fuck with it. Right. No, yeah, I'm, yeah, but we were talking yeah, about yeah, that's what it is. Okay. It, right. You say it's a little different. <laughs> a little different. You say it's but a little different. I'm thinking different. about I'm thinking about it in 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 terms of crime, right? Yeah. When you really up on that shit, because there's something to robberies, bro. Well, that's yours. Yeah, I wasn't a dope. It's a rush. Listen, yeah, man. That Steve, Steve, he did a show called Everything You Want to Know About Armed Robbery, but we're afraid to ask. Yeah, yeah. And Sean and Steve was telling. I mean, the first thing he's like, he's like, bro. Hey, bro. He's like, I like a big piece of chrome. I like to walk in there. And then he's like, when I walk in there, I tell everybody, too. I don't want anything bad to happen, but right. you got to make everyone think something bad's going to happen so nobody fucks around. So I like to go in there and be like, hey, motherfucker. Right? And everyone's like freaking out. you know. Right. And then he tells these great stories about yeah. being in the jumping getaway car with it. Oh, jumping up jumping on the up. thing. I'm like, is it like when you jump up on the, on the, on the counters and start walking around <laughs> and kicking shit? He's like, oh, yeah. And then he tells a great story about like in the getaway car, you know, he's driving with his buddy and his buddy's like, just be cool, man. Don't even look over there, man. And then like the cops coming in the other direction and he's like, I sure knew they were coming for us, but they didn't stop us and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But that's a whole Same rush. Shit. It's a rush for sure it is. It's a power rush. Yeah. You're in control of, yeah, exactly. of everything with exactly. this piece of metal in your hand. Exactly. When you go like that, everybody dies. So when you say something, <laughs> oh, you know, when people are releasing themselves on themselves, yeah. or crying, like, I didn't even like that. I didn't really want to go in there and smoke nobody. No. But I gotta, you gotta go in there. I mean, I will. I mean, it would have come down to that. I'm not gonna sit there and wait to get arrested. I'm gonna shoot right. somebody. But I'm saying I'm not gonna go in there with that. There are those types of I got those homies. I've been invited on those types of look where you're going under the understanding we got to leave some people laid down, you know? That wasn't particularly right. my thing. Right. You know, I'm not do these robberies, but I got to go in there and make sure everybody thinks this could turn out real bad for them if, if everybody doesn't cooperate. The thing, what I was going to say was is 
It was like I said when we did the show. As soon as I got away with the first one, when it. we're out of there and we're in the car or back at the spot mm-hmm. and you're like going through your shit. Remember I told you it was yeah. like Christmas? Yeah. That that whole rush and then the payoff and the whole thing, Trust. I just wanted, I was ready to go an hour later. Let's go yeah. get another one. The yeah. next Dude, day. You know Absolutely. what, man? But the fucked up part is when you're doing that shit at 16. Yeah. And they ain't trying to hear that you're 16. And oh, they're right. trying to try your ass as a motherfucking career criminal. All right. Like, I experienced all that as an adult. Yeah. Prison, but... As an adult, I didn't even catch me when I was 16. Now I wasn't I... even doing shit kind of like that. Now I know why you don't like Dungeons and Dragons. Now I get it. <laughs> you would have given me a gun at 16. I wouldn't even have been able to control myself. Nah, but I'm just sitting there thinking about... Like, you're a bunch of nerds sitting around imagining what it would be like to find a bag of gold, but you actually fucking went into a place and actually grabbed a real bag of gold and then got to count it. Now I get it. I think it's very, very, very addictive. The rush and then the actual payoff. Right. And you're like... Man, I'm sl- because the first one is the one that gets you. It's right. like an alcohol yeah. and drugs. Yeah. It's the first one that got me. Right. The first one was the problem, bro. Right. Yeah. Once I tasted that, Wait a second. it's an unsatiable. Let me ask you one second. Were you buying dumb shit? I mean, you were 16 Always. years old. Always, yeah, sure. he said. Just buying dumb shit. I mean, man. it wasn't like, yeah, shoes wasn't dumb and clothes wasn't dumb right. because that's mm-hmm. the shit that you felt like you needed to give you this type of. You know, everything, something's behind everything. Like, you just want this certain type of identity, right. you know, of, like, being that, being the man. But, you know but, what I but, mean? But, but listen, man, listen, part of the fun of having, like, a windfall of cash come into your life is that right. you can buy some dumb, dumb shit. shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Where the normal yeah. shit you wouldn't buy. Drinks for everybody. Yeah, right. exactly. Ringing that bell in the yeah, bar, yeah, right. whatever <laughs> exactly. that is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, for real. So yeah. then you weren't humble. And then humble. there was a stumble. So what happened was they actually got evidence on the case and they refiled the case. They refiled oh, the case that the DA rejected. Yeah. <laughs> now they're like, oh, we're good. We can yeah, run all they this. They refiled the case two months later. Ah. On, a, on was, you and a gang of your homies? Nah, just, yeah, they refiled on all of us. On everybody? Yeah, just like we all went back like day by day. So the light skinned the brothers, like, all these dudes yeah, are coming he like, in anyway? He, like, he like, man, he like, who's snitching? <laughs> no, right, like, right, who's right, snitching? Right, I'm like, bro, right. ain't nobody snitching. You feel me? Just right. like hold it down and stay humble until like the case is over. Right. And he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? He did. Yeah. And um, so what happened was when they gave me the DA reject, what they did was they kept the gun that I was actually caught in possession for pending. That was their way of keeping tabs on me and keeping me connected. Uh Right. So when I went back to court for the gun case, they offered me some camp time. I denied it. I'm walking out the courtroom thinking I'm about to go pick up this chick. And two detectives walk up on me and with a picture of me like, are you Sean Wilson? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you being rearrested for the 12 counts of robbery that took pay- place on October 12, 2005. Mm-hmm. That blew your mind, huh? They arrested me right in front of my mom. My grandma and mom broke down oh. on the ground like they in oh. church. Oh, no, Damn. bro. That was it. Damn. Now, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about right now for a second what he's told me up until that point. All this shit that's gone on up until that point, your mom's got to be like worn out at this point. Oh, absolutely. He's out. Yeah. They dropped the charges. Went to juvenile hall. Right. Oh, yeah, we're trying to get him. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh. Now they're arresting him. Right. Okay. So go on, bro. Yeah. So, so I went in, and now it was real. Now they they tell me I'm being tried as an adult. I'm being tried as an adult, and I got to fight a fitness hearing to determine 
whether I'm gonna be tried as an adult or not. Lost <sighs> my fitness hearing. Yeah, dude, how that's did, a game that anyway. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, how do you win the fitness hearing? You so gotta, you should have walked they, in they there have, carrying like a fucking stuffed have, animal and shit, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, wearing have, diapers and like fucking. There was none of that shit because they already had my rap sheet God from the damn. previous time. So like, it fit my mo. You know what I mean? It's, Some it's, it's a cr- criteria to beat or win your fitness. All it takes is for you to lose one of the five criterias. One of them being the crime is considered serious. Everybody, what kind of shit is everybody that? Everybody loses that criteria. Right. You know, like, right. was the crime serious? And right. Obviously, if a gun is involved in a crime, the crime is serious. Mm-hmm. So no, wait, 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 wait. Think about this, Steve. We live in a country... And I ain't against, I'm not necessarily for gun regulation or not, but I'm just trying to say this. We live in a country where they try to make it as easy as possible to have a gun, mm-hmm. okay? But then we also, at the same time, live in a country where they're like, well, if you're 16 and you have a gun, then it's automatically going to be a serious crime and we're going to try you as an adult. Yeah, That's a recipe up. for That's fuck. fucked up. That is, yeah, right? Hella fucked up. Hella mm-hmm. fucked up. You yeah. Yeah. Especially, Hella, are you from Northern California no, too? No, no, it yeah. is. It, no, it just is. It's just like, you know, for them to be able to justify giving you so much time for what? Because the gun is not about actually having a gun. Right. The gun is about what could have happened with right, the gun. Right, right, right. And right. so you giving me more time for what could have happened versus mm-hmm. what actually happened. Like mm-hmm. Steve was just talking about. I go into a, a robbery not intending to hurt anybody. Sure. I never hurt anybody, sure. by the way. Mm-hmm. And you're going to give me more time for what could. You're going to give me more time for what could have happened mm-hmm. instead of what I actually did. Yep. You know? Yeah. I was, I was safe with it, you know? Like, How else is Whole Foods <laughs> going to get people to farm fucking tilapia and all that other shit? They got forced labor in prison, man. Oh, man. Yeah, Come on. It's wild, bro. So, yeah. So, eventually, eventually, I had to take a deal, man. And what was the deal? They offered me 15 at first. Mm. They offered me 15 years with two strikes. I told my lawyer how to pay lawyer. Told him to fuck himself. <laughs> like what the fuck did I pay you for? These the, what year is this? This is two thousand five, and they're still trying to push to take the two deals thing. This is yeah. This was this Damn. is a, this is was this was a bad time to go to jail. Like I went I went to I went to jail in a year where they were trying three hundred and sixty five juveniles as adults. Damn, wow, that's the highest it's wow. ever been. Damn. So like something was going on in the criminal justice system where we they needed to be. It was like a real tough on crime thing going on. Right. You know, and uh, it was just a bad time. You know what? I'm gonna tell you something else, man. This tough on crime shit in the United States, it never really works. It like, never did. It, it, well, <sighs> let's look at. But if you look at Singapore, right? Remember Singapore, right? Cleanest city in the world. Blah 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 blah. And they, they were tough on crime. They were like cane motherfuckers for fucking spray paint shit. Remember that? And they, remember that? But in Singapore, the other thing that they got is that if you work, you get paid a real wage. They're, they they don't just get tough on crime and then keep everyone broke. Right. Well, that's a... They're right. tough on crime, but there's also a carrot that makes sense. Like right. you get paid a real wage and the city really is clean and you're treated as if you're part of Singapore so you take pride in the country. Right. United States, it's like, nah, we ain't paying, you're gonna stay broke. <laughs> you ain't a part of what we're doing, but we're gonna get tough on crime. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then put you in jail and call it a correctional facility with no correction. Right, right, right. That's right, exactly right, right, right. You know? So, okay, so then what, what, how, so how much time did they give you? So I end up taking 10. All right. Yeah. And how old are you when you 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 18. 18. So two years was in that process of you yeah, dealing with so it? Yeah, so the way that they justify the way that they justify sentencing you as a doe is they make it seem as if the, they already know how much time they want to give you. Mm-hmm. They already know. Um, they just make it seem they can justify giving you an adult sentence if you're now 18 years old yeah, because you were fighting up. your case. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. It's a game. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's a game. Then every they run everybody through that same. Can game. you imagine that? Now you know what you're right. Yeah, we shouldn't charge you as a, what. We're going to wait 23 months. Oh, okay. You're, yeah. you're 18 now, so fuck it. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Okay, so then, so during that time, I imagine you had some time to think back on like, man, I should have. I should have followed God's lead back then. Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> I, I was harder on myself because of that. Because I actually, it, I, I'd rather have just gotten the same amount of time and not had been through that. But who knows? Like, maybe I wouldn't have learned the lesson the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like he said, everything is for a reason. You mm-hmm. just don't know it at the moment. Yep. Sure. So, like, yeah, I was definitely hard on myself. Like, I'm sitting, I just remember sitting in a, in the reception center in Delano thinking about like I'm 18 years old instead of graduating from high school on my way to college I'm on my way to state fucking prison at the youngest age that you can go to state prison right I mean I'm I start off on a level 4 yard in Calipatria and I'm three of one of three 18 year olds on the entire prison so like it just put the weight on like you fucked up right you really fucked up. Right. There's no other way to look at it. No. Yeah. There's nothing you could do. There's no, like, yeah. you can't paint like something you, nice yeah, on that. You're a that, fuck up. You're yeah. a fuck up. Like, real. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> that, was a, that was a hard, that was a really, really hard pill to swallow, man. Like, Hey, when you're 18 on a level four, how hard is that when you're that young? <sighs> I mean, first of all, it's what you know. It's the first thing you know about prison. So, like, you really don't necessarily have a a point of comparison, but it's, like, you're now really up against, like, grown-ass men. Right. You're not around some... Kid around kids, some kitty play kids who get fucking crack crackers and juice at night. You know what I mean? Right. Hall, That's like, probably the best place around. you could go to. Absolutely. Is to a level four yard because Absolutely. you're gonna be around the most legit people. If something goes down, it's gonna really go down. Exactly. But. People are more respectful. Yeah. You got real motherfuckers. Yeah. Nobody that's you. trying to prove you shit to you. You got child molesters yeah. running up and grabbing yeah. ass and bullshit. Yeah, because people got to because they know they got to live there for the rest of their, their life. life. Right. You know that's this is this is the end. This mm-hmm. is the end right here. Yeah, but then but some of those dudes have done some real shit. 
Like Absolutely. they didn't just most of them did, have done some real shit. Right. Most they them. didn't just hand a piece of paper and get the drawer. Exactly. They did something more than that. Exactly. And so they're not gonna fucking cotton to any fucking young eighteen year old bullshit. Right. Did anyone like? Did any older dudes like say, "Hey, I'm gonna teach you how it goes. You fucking follow the fucking rules. I'm gonna show you, mentor you." Or no, anything? actually, you know what? Because I'm not a gang member. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of like make my own choices in who <coughs> I decide to affiliate and associate with. Right. You know what I mean? So you know, you just try, you gravitate to towards who you gravitate towards. Yeah. A lot of dudes I hung around that was like older, were like smarter. Guys who read books and shit, you know right. what I mean? Like those are the kind of guys who I uh, gravitated towards. It's, right. It's, that's just that's how, the man I am. So mm-hmm. right, that's me. Like so, I kind of just stuck around them. Not the knuckleheads. Not the OG game member guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's still sagging his pants at forty and shit. Like nah, nah, that wasn't. <laughs> that's not a recipe nah, for success. That was, nah, that wasn't. That wasn't what I gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. Right. You, know you were. I mean? It was more like Shawshank Redemption, dude. <laughs> <laughs> guys like guys reading the fucking know some shit. So what yeah. was like one of the best things that you learned from one of these guys that's that's book read and he knows some shit and like was there anything that this that one of these like I remember being I remember being on uh I remember being um like as I was waiting to go and go go as I was waiting to go to prison, this one guy, older guy who's an essay, Southsider, next door, he told me I was gonna be all right. I never forget him. He was like, You gonna be all right, man. He was like you just need to learn how to develop a program mm. to do your time. And I didn't understand what the fuck a program was. I just was like, I listened to him for some reason. You know, you don't know why you hold on to the certain things mm-hmm. that certain people tell you. You, yeah. you hear a lot of shit all mm-hmm. day, every day. Right. But I held on to that. He was yeah. like, you just got to find a program. And so as I was doing my time, I was starting to understand because you have to find something to do with your time. Yeah. The routine. Like, yeah, you have to find yeah, a routine. Got, yeah, I, go I, make I got, it. Now I got now I got eight years to do. I got mm-hmm. eight years. What the fuck I'm gonna do for eight years? Was that was that guy's name Big Lepke? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, like what you gonna do for eight years? Uh, right. You know? Uh, like that was the that was the biggest question that I mm-hmm. had to myself as going as I was going into prison. What the fuck am I gonna do for eight years? Mm-hmm. And I so, don't know. What did you do? The first thing you notice when you walk onto a level four yard is that everything is about trying to get a woman to come see you. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get a woman to come see you. Trying to make your time easier. Mm -hmm. Whether that's having a cell phone, getting married, so you can get them (laughs) you can get them conjugal visits. Like that's the mission. The mission is to try to make your time. Yeah. Or have a running for you. Exactly. Have looking for a runner. Trying to Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, you following what you see. Right. You see these guys going out there on the visits with their wife coming to see them, dropping the dope off. Mm-hmm. You know, they're having a good old time on the cell phone, kicking back in the cell. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Getting the packages and the, right. and the canteen. Yeah. You're trying to find a way to do easy time. So I, I went through this process of trying to mimic that and trying to find a way to do what I needed to do with the resources that I had to do easy time. Yeah. And just to be like straight up, it didn't work for me. That process didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And I had to really like sit there and think about why it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about where I come from. Like, you know, I was talking about the guys from Watson Compton. Mm-hmm. They was born in that shit. Daddy was in prison while they was born. You know what I mean? Like, they know they're already, like, accustomed to this type of mindset that allows you to, like, thrive in this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they're in prison, mm-hmm. but... They know how to manipulate their way through the system 
if that makes sense. It does, because what you're describing is like multi-generational knowledge. And like when you when you are trying to go up against anyone that's in business, but their dad and their dad was in that same business, right. they already know the tricks. They've right. got a head start. Right. And that and obviously that lends itself also to institutional knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 They're primed for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they was already ready for it before. Like you look at like, think about it. Look at the projects in Watts. I, I thought about the fact as I was in prison, like the projects in, in Watts looked like the yard. Damn. Those same white block walls That's, with numbers yeah. on them in the corner. Yes. Look just like that. And I'm just sitting here looking at these dudes from Watts and from Compton. I was like, you motherfuckers was already born in this shit. Right. This looks yeah. normal to you. Yeah. Exactly. That's real. So how can you expect somebody to change and you put them in a circumstance that still feels the same? They don't. No. They don't expect them to change. It's not that different, and it's not that uncomfortable. Heavy. It's not that right. Yeah, heavy. heavy. That's what I'm talking They're about. They're okay with that. This is exactly. part of like, yeah, I go to bread. Part of what we, you know, it's the same of, thing. Right. It's fucked up. They you don't expect a circumstance that looks just like that. It's like Society doesn't say, expect them to like, change. It's like what you say about this world, where we're all kind of con- convinced or conned into thinking we have choices. You want the iPhone 6 or the iPhone 10. But you really don't have no choices. That's right. You're right. buying an iPhone. It's the same type of mentality. They're, they are, they, they ain't waking up saying to themselves, what the fuck am I doing in a box? Exactly. They're just like, it's part of the get down. I was born in a box. Right. They don't even see a box. And I'm going to tell you something, man. And, and I really like the way you talk and approach things. Because a lot of the ways that you review things is very similar to the way that I review it. I, I I I look back and I see how it relates and how it got me here. Or mm-hmm. where did that play out? <clears throat> but I was in you know, there was a couple things that that I noticed that I was in prison. One was like, you know, there's you know you know, we don't run together when we're in prison. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a Sereno, you know, I'm a i I'm a southerner. And remember there was some southerners that grew up in areas where there wasn't a lot of there just wasn't a lot of other races except them and right. the level of racism that they had in comparison to like and we're part of the same group but I'm saying there's like a difference in that group and I remember me being from the west side and then other homies from south central we rolled together and kind of like the guys from east LA and the Vi rolled together there was right. like this angst mm-hmm. and there was a lot of lot of like prejudice but i was able to step out and understand what these dudes are really prejudiced of something they fear they don't understand and we grew up on the west side of south central we grew up with brothers and and whites everybody you know what i'm saying so we didn't have that level Uh, we grew up playing you know what i'm saying like there wasn't this so i remember taking a mental note of some of the racism the depths of it you know um it wasn't a natural it didn't work for me and there were other ones that were like, ah, that ain't, I ain't down with that. The other thing was like some of like you're describing like there was guys that their dads and their grandfathers had been locked up and in the joint, man. They know, they knew, they taught me how to do time. I didn't come from that. I didn't come from, from that, you know, like um, I, ca- I came from something different than that. There was. And these guys were like, it wasn't okay 
I don't know, man. I, I found myself in there in a lot of ways. I just relate to what you're saying. It was just like some of these guys were either prime. They were okay with this thing that I was never really okay with. Right. They, they bought in at a level that I hadn't bought into. And I realized these guys were more invested in this yeah. than I am. Exactly. Um, but I can hear how you're you're saying it. But the other thing that's interesting, too, is that you're saying you're unaffiliated. And I want to know, like... I've seen kind of how that goes down for races in the county jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, them cats got to fight more than anybody. Yeah. I've seen how, I've seen dudes fold it up and just join the cause. Right. Like they were like, I ain't going to fight it no more. Right. right. Or I want the easier road. I want, I see what these dudes are getting. Yeah. Did, did those types of temptations or did the that present. type of stuff yeah. come across you and you're like, you know, fuck it, man. Maybe I'm. Maybe this is my there, people. There's two answers to that question. Mm -hmm. Like one, one, one side of it is like you know, like one of the things my mom always like instilled in me was like, don't gang bang. Like just don't do the shit. Like mm -hmm. it's not worth it. We had that. We probably had that conversation about every year. So like that was one of the things that I actually listened to that she told me. Of all the things that I didn't listen to, I listened to that shit. Wait. I just, why? Did. Why did you listen to that? Why the fuck did that? <laughs> he don't know. Why? Well, I want to hear same, what he... same same thing I just said. Like it's as to the guy who told me like <clears throat> follow, follow a program, find a program. You just hold on to what your mind holds on to what it holds on to for reasons we can't even answer. I don't believe that. I be, I do. Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I do. I don't. I, I I think I think you um I think I don't know. Like it's it's just seed planting. Hold it's on seed. a second. Hold Go on ahead. A second. Go ahead. I believe that we can be not quote unquote conscious of the reason why we're hanging on to shit. Okay, I, I get that to to the extent that it hasn't been analyzed yet. Really, like you haven't grabbed hold of. Wait a second. My mom said a lot of things, but the gang banging thing that did stick. I had no reason not. I had no reason to not join a gang. I did every single thing that a gangbanger did. Right. I did every single thing that a gangbanger did. Yeah. But it was just it was just off a of pure principle that I was not going to take this path. We're yeah. going to join. I wasn't it, it, I mean it's kind of stupid because I went down the same path that a gangbanger would. No, but it isn't. I, mean? I I wouldn't even, you know but, what? I think it's too I wouldn't even put a sign of value to it. Yeah, I would say this from a structural point of view. Like, let's just look at the form. Forget the content. Right. You're saying something very interesting right now. You're saying that somehow I did the same things that a gangbanger would do, yet I never actually became a gangbanger. And even when I went away for a while, when that was an option, I still didn't do that one. Right. Now, that's interesting. Right. And that thing that my mom said about a lot of different things, that one, somehow I did hear that. Sean, you're listening to this. Yeah. Other Sean. W structurally speaking, from an analysis standpoint, what would you say about that? I would say that he did internalize what his mom's saying. Yeah, but why did but, that get in? But I'm thinking that maybe the 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 path of least resistance for him in the beginning like when he was being brought up might have been that the, that a gang was a little bit far of a stretch for you. Is, no. that, is that right? Like right. any did you have a lot of friends that were in gangs? By the time by the time I was 16 all of my friends were in the gang. Uh, no, so no, 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 no. So what I'm saying about 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 um burglary Sean is that burglary. Burglary Sean. Okay. 
what I'm saying about burglary, Shauna, <laughs> is that um, there might be something in him that's not a joiner. Right. Yeah. I, right. I fuck with that. Right. Yeah. Like, like you're breaking. You're you're maybe uh, somebody that's an in betweener, where it's like I'm not fully this and I'm not fully that, and I'm not gonna be. I'm not. I'm not signing up 100 percent for any fucking thing. Cause right. 100 percent. Right? No. Uh, I, I. I could. I could. I could relate to that because I remember like when I used to get in trouble in school. Like I'm talking about elementary. Um, one of the things that most of the teachers would say is that like Sean is a, he's smart, but Sean is a leader. Right. And Sean can like move the class by joking around, by playing, by right. doing this and doing that. Right. And he's a leader. Right. And like, I remember my mom telling me what the teachers would say back. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're talking about something that's not necessarily a good thing. The fact that. You know, I'm fucking up in class and, you know, disrupting the class, being a class clown. But I have the power to Influence. be a leader. Influence. To be a leader. Yeah. And I can do something with that. I can right. choose to, right. you know, lead people in the right way or in the wrong way. Okay, so check this out. So let's say at a certain time, that actually seems like a power to Sean, right? He's like, okay, this is interesting because I am fucking up. Yet my mom is recognizing, and so are the teachers, that there's a power there, right? They want me to do what they want me to do with it. Right. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do with it. Right. Right? But along with that, he would lose that power if he follows a group completely. Now, all of a sudden, now he's in someone else's fucking shit. That's heavy. Right? That's deep. Even in prison, you're like, fuck, I'm not going to... I'll give. I'll investigate, see what it is, but I ain't fucking handing over that power i'm still not maybe he wasn't yeah i keep coming back to this and i don't and i'm not even a fan of this guy but it's an interesting thing to think about when zuckerberg was doing facebook and it was blowing up everybody around him was like dude you know what you need to start selling ads and you need to do this and he was not doing anything yet because he wasn't quite sure what the fuck he had and then i'm listening to burglary sean i feel like it's starting to sound like he had a power and an influence and something in him, and he wasn't sure quite yet what it was yet, but he wasn't going to sell it out to a gang. He wasn't going to sell it out to the school. He wasn't going to sell it out to the prison. He wasn't going to sell it out to some job yet. He just wasn't sure what it was. Does that yeah. sound accurate? Yeah. yeah, it does. Something I never even really taken note of in that way. Yeah. It's heavy. It is. Yeah. And, and so in that way... Your mother, while she may have felt like, oh, you know, I tried to get him away from certain things to keep him away from trouble, and then we went through a rough patch. Well, it's something that T.D. Jakes said that he said on my run this morning. I was listening to T.D. Jakes. He said, T.D. Jakes said, uh, it's all about seeds. And he was talking about parents, and he said, you are putting seeds. How? What you are doing with your kids right now? You're playing seeds. And he said, "You might go through a rough patch, but I promise you, when you get past that rough patch, what comes out in your child? It's gonna be looking at you. Is gonna be you're gonna be reaping what you sowed. So maybe your mom had planted a seed by acknowledging and validating your leadership power, and you had to go through the rough patch or whatever, yeah. right?" And ultimately, it's now bearing fruit. Right. That's how anything grows, right? It's got to be stretched. That's right. It's going to take a strain, you know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. Seed doesn't take 
it's, you got to put the seed in a place that's dark and buried without any room covered in dirt before mm. it's going to bear fruit. Heavy. Right? Yeah. That's heavy. And a motherfucking diamond gets produced under darkness a lot of pressure Dude, you don't get a diamond you don't even yeah. get a diamond from that you gotta not only you gotta have that then mm. you gotta fucking bring the shit out and cut it yeah you gotta cut you a diamond it. it ain't a diamond until you cut it so where are we at right now no so now so so you make it through that stretch whatever it was but then so how do you turn towards saying i'm about fitness to have it in there yeah so um after realizing like where we left off, I wasn't like uh, a lot of the people that right. I was around, and right. just realizing that I had something to work with. Yeah. Um, the opportunity to uh, educate myself came, and that was like the one thing I had to work with still. Mm. You know, like if I didn't have anything else to work with, I still had that. Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no matter what the fuck I was doing when I was on on the street, robbing people, doing whatever, I still went to school. Mm. Even if it was for a couple hours, even mm -hmm. if it was every other day, I still went to school mm. because that seed of education that my mom planted in me was powerful. Mm. And so I was like, this is what I'm going to use to help myself change. So mm. I started going to community college in there, taking courses. Eventually, I graduated with um, two associate's degrees, mm -hmm. valedictorian in my class. Nice. And um, I realized that I actually had something to work with mm -hmm. yeah like it wasn't over so um i did a ted talk in there did uh, you yeah i did a ted talk in there oh, yeah and um that was like the end of like my transformation that like solidified the end of my transformation in there and i and i sat back and i accomplished everything that i could accomplish in prison yeah. And I was like, well, what you going to do when you get out? Like, yeah, you went to school. You got a degree. You did a TED Talk. It's cool. What you going to do when you get out? Right. And I really sat there and I thought, like, what did I spend most of my time doing? I remember watching. Uh, I used to watch Shark Tank a lot. <laughs> and uh, My wife loves that show. And I remember, um, what's the guy name? Mark Cuban. He was mm -hmm. like, uh, he weird looking, but yeah, but he, he got said money. something. He said he good shit. Yeah, it's fu it's funny, like like how all this is going about sticking on to what people said. Yeah, like he said, don't follow your passion, follow your efforts. Yeah, mm. I like that. Wow, I, like I was that. like, that's heavy. That is heavy. Yeah. It stuck with me. And so I looked at my efforts. Where were my efforts? Mm -hmm. Right. Where'd I you put the work in? I spent the shitload of time working out. Yeah. Not because anybody made me. Right. Not because I had to. Right. Part of it was a pastime. Right. But mm -hmm. I was into that shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was really into it. And guys would come up to me and be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, I'd take my shirt off. They'd be like, what's up, man? I'm trying to get like you. Like, mm -hmm. what you doing? I'm trying to get like you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I heard that a thousand times. Yeah. But never paid attention to it. Never grasped it for a second. I yeah. was like, people are gravitating towards me for something. Yes. Clearly a leader. Yes. This is what I enjoy doing. I love helping people. Mm -hmm. Let's see where this goes. Mm -hmm. And so where did it go? So I started having my family like send me books and shit, and I start studying it on my own. Just start like. What's one of the best? Was the wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. All right. Was the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding one of those books? Nah, I didn't fuck with that book because I wasn't necessarily. I did come across that book, but I wasn't necessarily like into bodybuilding. Like what I, were you into? All right, what all are right. you? What's, Fair. What's your? What was it? 
like my my whole thing was like learning about how the body actually works like mm-hmm. you're talking about how do i like the questions i was getting is like how do i develop my chest how do i develop my back so what how do i lose weight how do i build muscle wait a second wait a second because like now you're talking about what everybody's talking about i mean you can't fucking throw a rock without hitting somebody that's like i need to build this i'm gonna do that i got an app that's tracking my fucking all right, all right. And that like ninety percent of them are failing, mm-hmm. right? What the apps? Anything? Yeah. Like he's just like, I don't know. It's what bullshit. You're... That's why. Yeah. yeah. So what's what to you, from your expertise, is the most helpful book for fitness? That's a hard question, right there. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really think, I don't really think, if we answering that question really direct. Yeah, for real. I don't think it's about the different diets and the different training methods there are. You hear that? Do you hear that? We're going to hear the other thing in a minute, too. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about your work ethic. You hear that? Special care, are you listening to that? It's about work ethic. Don't nod your head. Me and me and me, me and me and me and Chumahan like this one this one sentence that says, uh, this one statement that goes, there are no short, shortcuts. Yeah. Everybody wants to know how to do it. Yeah. There ain't no shortcuts. Man, take your paleo, but, take your fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? You're like uh, fasting diet, you're all that weird shit. What was the one that people were on, Sean, for a while, where it's like you can you can eat whatever you want up to 3 p.m. and then you, you uh, intermittent fasting? Intermittent you know, fasting. Fuck Carb cycling, keto. Get keto. Fuck, so what is it, Sean? I think it's your work ethic, man. Like I think you just got to have... You got to learn how to have a good, solid work work ethic. And that's what those, like, older dudes in prison taught me. Like, yeah. when I saw them work out. Like, right. I looked at them, mm-hmm. and I saw the type of bodies that they had. Right. And then there was a difference between me working out on my own and thinking that I was pushing myself. Mm-hmm. And then me working out with them and realizing that you could actually take yourself to a whole nother level. level if you yeah. just believe or you mm-hmm. just push a little harder. Yes. You know? That's why, you know what, you man? You shut that noise off in your head. Exactly. No, nah, yeah. but listen, man. I'm going to say something because uh, I worked out with a lot of dudes before and um, sometimes, like, I've worked out with some people that are constantly thinking about how they might get hurt. <laughs> right? Out of here, man. I'm not kidding you. And I'm like, like that. I'm like, dude, if that's your focus, you probably are gonna get yeah, hurt. Yeah, you yeah. You probably are sure. gonna and then I also have worked out with people where they get injured. Like, I'm telling you, I've seen people where like I work out with them and then once it starts to get serious, like we've been on it for They're like, like, Oh, I pulled something. Yeah. Must have pulled something. And then and they probably <laughs> they say they did. You they know, probably they, did. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm actually thinking that, yes, there are real injuries, but there's a category of person that works out in a way that gets them an injury so they can stop working out without taking responsibility for it. Yeah, they manifested that yeah, shit. They yeah, manifested, right? they manifested that shit. Yeah. For sure they did. Man, dude, like, uh, I, I think, you know, I don't think, like, I found, <clears throat> I found fitness in prison. Mm-hmm. I found it in, in getting locked up. Um, and you know, do, you know, I, when I was doing time, there were still weights on the yard. Mm. You know, I got that. I got to see the change of my body. That all happened in prison for me. I got sprung in there on that. Mm-hmm. But you know, being able to experiment and see how far you can go. I remember I had an idea or an image of of push ups, and when I finally got to the state, I remember my 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 my, my like, all right, so. 
you want to work out together? Like, we figured out our routines, and it's like, on the weekends, we would do push-ups together, you know? And I remember this motherfucker, that first fucking Saturday, he drops down, and he fucking puts his feet up and does incline, and he knocks out 50 push-ups, right? Mm. I'm not really counting them, but I'm like, gotta be down there, man. He's like, you're up. And I went down and pushed him. And I remember I get like 15, 18 push-ups, right? And I'm like, and I'm like, I get up. I'm like, how many did you do? And I thought he was going to say like 25 or something. He's like, I get 50. Every time we go down, we get 50. And I'm like, there's no way. Yeah, because like, everybody. How's this guy? And But the next day, we go down and we do it. And I get two more. And, 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 and through the process, after 45 days, we're going down and we're getting 500, you know, 10 sets, right? Mm-hmm. But when I first walked in there, but what I learned through that was I was like, your body, your head's going to, sh- your head has a ceiling. Yeah. Your body doesn't have a ceiling. Yeah. It's going to continue to do what it needs to do if you yeah. make it, if you choose to, right? Yeah. Put the challenge on it. Yeah. And I remember, and sure enough, not long after that, when I went through reception and we got to um, the bars where you get mm-hmm. to do like, there's just a pull-up bar. There's no weights in reception. I remember the first time I tried to do a pull-up. Oh, me too. Dude, I couldn't even get one. And my boy from V&E Junior's holding my feet. He said, give me your feet. I go, I'm going to look like a sissy out here. He goes, let me hold your feet. And you pull. And I pull, right? And he's helping me. Yeah. I go, I ain't doing nothing. Uh-huh. He goes, just do it. Do it. And we did it. And I got down and I felt like an idiot, right? I felt like yeah. a sucker, dude. Yeah. And, he had to, and he goes, don't trip, dog. We're going to go out in two days. We get yardy, and we're going to go out and do it again. So we did it again. Yeah. By the third yard, I like I was able to pull myself up twice, and it was the same thing. If I stayed up, by the time I hit the regular yard, I was hitting like wides. The whole motherfucking crew would come over and be like, how the fuck do you? I'd be hitting wides 25 at a time and stuff. But what it showed me was that our bodies, like my head wants to end the story. So much sooner than my body does. That's it's what, like a run. It wants to come up with this reason I can't. And in prison, I got to like push through some of those. Whether it was me alone in a cell or me and my cell. But you get to these places where you're like, what would happen if I push through that? Right. The pain, the sweating. It's just like running. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well, how far can I actually go? Right. Those things... When you're in a place like prison, experimenting like that, you don't have life to distract you. You get up from your bed, and the floor is right there. You're like, I can try this again today. Like, and it was, it, I That's got to a, learn things when you, everything's taken away, and it's just you and yourself. Yeah. You can begin to put, if you choose to do that, push your limits. That's your what physical, your mental limits. Absolutely. And we can go so much further and do so many things yeah. that we don't, man. It's but, like, da- but that's the David Goggins shit. David Goggins says that. David sure, Goggins absolutely. says, like, look, man, uh, it's a mental game. He's, mm-hmm. a, whole, he's on a whole nother Yeah, game. he is. He's he's Listen, that guy was overweight, drinking milkshakes from fucking Steak and Shake, fat, right? Older, too trying to get into the Navy SEALs. And and his fucking, right, the recruiting officers, they all laughed him out at the fucking thing. There was one recruiting officer said, you could do it, but you're going to have to drop 90 pounds. And that motherfucker dropped 90 pounds. That's crazy. Right? And he eventually got into the Navy SEALs and all that other shit. But my point in saying all that is, is that he gets pissed because people say, you're an alien. Like, you're different. You're just cut different. Mm-hmm. And that makes him upset. And what he says is, reason why people say that is because they don't want to do the work. Mm-hmm. They could be like me. Right. They really could. Right. They just got put in the work. 
They don't want to. They don't want to look at that. So they want to treat me like I'm from another planet. That way they can justify why it is I can do this and they don't. But the truth of the matter is a mental game. And you know what? I heard a Zen Buddhist master say the same thing. He said, look, just because you're at level three, and when you break through to level four, it's the farthest you've ever gone, and you'll be like, man, that's amazing, and mm-hmm. it'll be exhausting. But he's like, don't forget, there's still five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12 to go. Mm-hmm. There's more to go. Just because it's the most you've ever done doesn't mean that you can't accomplish even more. So let's ask you something, Sean. So you parole out of prison, and you've got an... Do you parole with the idea that you're going to be a personal trainer? Absolutely. You do? Absolutely. So do you start putting a few things into place then? Uh, well, I had already, like, equipped myself with the knowledge of, like, what it takes to become a trainer as far mm-hmm. as, like, what you do need you to Do you have to wait about. to get certified outside? Yeah, yeah. You I, can't take I, that from prison, huh? You you can, but it's just a bit more difficult. You might okay. as well just wait till you get out. What's so, the name of that? What is it again, the name of it? They got a lot of certifications. They got Nesta, NASM, uh, ISSAs. Okay. You can just choose whatever search okay. you want to go okay. with. Um, so, um First thing, I wasn't certified, so I needed to figure out how to get certified and then how to get a job. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I had a therapist when I first got out. I got out to a halfway house, sure, and yeah. they offered free therapy. Where right. were you at, by the way? Um, yeah. What you call that shit? Health Right 360. Health Right 360. Hey. I, I used to yeah. work for them. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, I worked for them. Yeah. So and I, worked, I went through there as well. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I was in Health Right in downtown. The one on 6th Street by mm-hmm. Alvarado mm-hmm. and all that? Yeah, yeah. 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 I got out there. And um, I had a therapist named Caitlin, and she was teaching me, like, how to apply for jobs. She's like, look, don't go through the process of submitting all these uh, resumes and shit. She's like, just call and see if they have an opening and then ask for an interview. Mm-hmm. And I listened to her. I did just that. I called a 24-hour fitness. They had a sales position open. I don't know anything about selling right. anything. Right, right, right. I'm like, whatever. Just take it. Just see what's up. Went into the interview, told told the manager my story straight up. I had an ankle monitor on. Right, right. Like, straight up. Like, right. I just got out of prison. This is what I went for. You didn't try to convince him it was an ankle weight and you were just trying to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm real committed to working out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah, I told her my story, man, and she just vibed with me. Yeah. She just vibed with me. Yeah. Like, man, I want to give you a chance. Yeah. There you go. And so I was working and she was watching, like, how hard, like, how, how hungry I was. I yeah. Think, I think she had never seen... Like somebody that hungry. You yeah, know because you know what, man? I've been to 24 Hour Fitness many times, and a lot of them folks ain't that hungry. Right. Because they be eating all them snacks up at the exactly, front desk. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. She saw that I really wanted what I said I wanted. And so she spoke to her, her boss. It was like, yo, man, we got this young dude. He wants to become a trainer. Um, let's work on getting them certified. Mm-hmm. So they pay for my certification. Nice. nice. So, so all I had to do was pass the test. I passed the test because I had already been studying this shit before right. I got out. So, boom. So wait, so you become a trainer. Now, uh, how long does it take before you start training chicks that want to take you out on a date? <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me, bro. You know what? I'm going to keep it 100, man. Like, it ought to be a good story, but I'm going to keep it 100, man. My first three clients was gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you but know? did they want to take you out on a no. date? <laughs> I'm not saying you did. They probably did. They probably yeah, they did. probably did. Because right. you know what? I'll tell yeah. you what, man. Yeah. I, 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 I've I been to the 24-hour fitness many times, and a lot of times, it's personal training, but it also looks like 
like light dating. Right? <laughs> like the trainer's hot, either girl or yeah. guy, good looking, and the person yeah. they're working with wants to do a lot more talking yeah. than they want to do working out. Yeah. yeah, 50 minutes of warming up and stretching. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, you done. Yeah, I, in fact, I used to work out with a guy who yeah. had a personal trainer. And yeah. It was just because she was hot, and he yeah. would tell me all the time. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." No, I'm gonna see her this time, and I'm gonna blah, 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 like all this stuff, right? I'm like, man, why don't you stop fooling around, and work out, then? Yeah. Don't fucking talk to me about it. I got, yeah. We're working out. I don't need to hear about you trying to date. I your know trainer. who that was. You do exactly know who it was. That guy was all over with the trainers telling me about. Oh man, he was watching everything. So my point is though, at what point, like, do you realize, like, wait a minute, uh, I want to really train some motherfuckers. Like, we're gonna, we're, you're gonna show up over here at Sean's fucking shop. It's gonna be some sweating going on. You know, I actually started training like that yeah. off the gate. Yeah. But I realized that, like, I was losing clients that way mm-hmm. because I realized that not everybody was ready for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I do. I started to learn. I was wondering, like, why? Like, I'm pushing you hard. Right. This is what it took for me to get the way I got. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This you is said what you wanted me. this. Yeah, yeah what's yeah. the problem? Why, why? You know, I thought that's what they wanted. And I just realized that that wasn't the case. And you got to kind of, like, really, like, see where people are. Meet, meet people where they're at. Meet people where they're at, for that's sure. That's why I wouldn't work out with some people. I, I told some of my friends, they'd be like, I'll just work out. I'd be like, you you, you want to pay me 300 bucks an hour? We'll work out. Right. But if you ain't willing to pay that, then don't bother me. I get right. what he's, you know what? You, you know what, man? Like, it, it makes sense, bro, because I've worked, I've worked out friends I've wanted to work out. Hey, what are you teaching right. me? You show me a room. Right. <clears throat> and I see how my general hand is like, okay, you want, you came to me because you want right. to get what I got. Right. So this is what I had to do to get what I got. And that's what I'm going to show you. Right. But not taking consideration, this person hasn't gotten here the same way I did. Right. They want something, but they're maybe they don't have that grit or whatever. And I would have to learn. I, I was saying to myself, and I'd have to learn to meet people where they're at. But I've watched other badass trainers that are like, motherfucker, get that chair. And then I'll see them working with a lady. And they'll be like, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah and exactly. I was like, wow, dude, this dude, he's not the same. He's not that one trainer that I see. Right. He moves. Right. And that's why he has a big ass clientele. You know, right. he's able to meet people exactly. where they're at. Exactly. But you have to do that. You have to do that because people are different, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and then ultimately, like, everybody comes. Like, a lot of people don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially in a time where we have all the apps and the Instagrams and shit like that. I people will it. jump on an app or I jump on something it. really quick and be like, oh, I need a trainer. But you yeah, don't even yeah, really have yeah. no, you don't have why you want to change or why you want this body you want mm-hmm. connected to your why. You don't understand. You just understand that you just want to be different but you don't understand how this difference is going to make a change in your life and etc and so many other questions that go along that line man i'll tell you something i'll tell you something man it's the same conversation i have with people with food right because a lot of motherfuckers and i i shut them straight up like i'm not the trainer right i got i make my money a different way Mm -hmm. so i can i'll just be like look people be like it's just i don't know what to eat i'm like what the fuck do you mean you don't know what to eat Right. Are you supposed to eat vegetables all the time or pizza all the time? They're like, mm, <laughs> vegetables. I'm like, so you know what the fuck to eat. Right. Don't bullshit me. Don't bullshit yourself. Right. It's the same shit it's always been. Right. Stop eating so much high calorie processed bullshit McDonald's and eat some fucking hungry. And drink oh, some more water. And drink some, or whatever. I don't even know about, the, to be honest with you, I don't even know about the water thing because I think about when we were probably our most fit running around 
outside camping most of the time when we were way back. How much water do you think those motherfuckers were actually drinking? I know. They had to preserve it. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know talking. that they had like a gallon with them all the time. I'm not saying you don't need a gallon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just saying when you think about people in the wild, first of all, they went. Wait, let's not too get too carried away. I listen wild, to me. God damn it. Now we're here. I want to hear this. I want to say this. We want to hear this. I want to hear myself talk. <laughs> okay, yeah. There exactly. it is now. I want to hear myself talk. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this. The meals were ma- way more irregular. Yeah. Okay. There was more monotony in the food. Right. You didn't have all this fucking. Mm-hmm. There was le- a little bit less water. Yes. Okay. And people were putting out probably five times more physical effort. Yeah. Absolutely. All but right? they also only lived to about 45. That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. Okay, you know, live at fifty. They don't know. You know what? <laughs> they don't know how long. They don't know how long these people live. There's some old ass Chinese people. From so we don't know that they live longer or not. No, but I'm saying that is fucking industrial fucking <coughs> beef industry bullshit. They don't know how long people live. What they do know is that when Asian people start eating an American diet, they start getting <laughs> heart attacks and dying yeah, earlier. They do know that. Sure. So yeah. all I'm saying is, is that back then, dude. I was watching this documentary on these dudes from Africa. I don't know what tribe they're in. They're in a tribe. Their whole get down was that they would marathon run after a fucking deer, outrun the deer. <laughs> and I'm not joking with you. And it wasn't a race. Okay? Listen, it wasn't a race. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> you guys go hunt deer. They outrun the deer. They run the deer down. Listen, the reason why they beat the deer, first of all, okay, check this out. The deer doesn't have the ability to cool its body the way humans can with sweat, okay? So what they would do is they would chase this deer, okay, all day, right? And these African dudes were running. They didn't have fucking shoes or they had sandals or something, but it wasn't no fucking Asics Mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm. that shit. And they had some water that they brought with them, but it wasn't like a gallon. It was just like in a gourd, right? Right? And it wasn't cold. It was hot. Right. And this dude had gray in his beard. And then this guy is just running. And now he's, he's not necessarily catching up to the deer every single time. But what, what they do is fucking great. This is, this is teach you what probably was really going on back in the day. The deer would see him take off running, sprint. This guy will run, catch up to the deer while the deer is trying to calm down. As soon as the deer sees him again, sprints. You do that enough times all day, that deer will fucking pass out from exhaustion. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he just goes up and cuts its neck. And then, boom, dinner. So I'm saying that's the kind of level shit people were probably doing. Okay. With a gourd of water, no ASICs. And no supplements. And no fucking supplements. (laughs) That's fucking right. That's right. No wheatgrass. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, so what about yeah. these what about these fucking what is your opinion on these guys and these <laughs> that are getting fucking I saw a guy just got a whole six pack of pecs like the whole shit was getting inserted in him surgery wow. What do you mean? Plastic surgery? Yeah, like these guys don't want to like diet and do some crunches or or even pack they don't want to listen like these another guy was getting the cow what do you think I mean I, Man, I really got what a pet. He I know what he thinks, but I mean, I, I really got a problem with this shit, dude. And I think that people that I'm not in shape today, but I used to have some size on me, <laughs> and I worked hard for that shit, bro. <laughs> I time, did, and it's 
and 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 then I remember this chick that I was dating. She was like, she even said something to me about like something about her like something leading to that. I was like, but you don't understand. Like, there's a whole process to that. Like, if you want that, you want to be healthy. So then you start to change your eating habits. Yeah, you start to wake up earlier so you can fit in time. To work out at the gym, you right. Start to, like, right? This is a whole lifestyle that gets you to this six pack, right? This right. is what, what I'm trying to explain to this chick, right? If you just go get the surgery, you've missed everything that it took to make that happen. Dude, what happens? Like, when you... I couldn't wait, but I'm explaining to all you guys, and all you guys understand what I'm saying. Yeah, but trying to explain that to somebody now, this girl was young, that you can just get the surgery to get what you want, and then you've got it. Like I was trying to explain to the person. What that happens that, when you get fat with that in there? Those things don't move mm. and grow and change like body parts. Yeah, like they you stay. have like giant love handles, and then it's you have a washboard in the front. Up, but <laughs> but it's just like there's something more than the actual finished product. It's the work, right? To get there, right? And I was trying to explain to this person, and they couldn't even conceive what I was saying. Right. Yeah. They just want the. They're like, yeah, but I'm gonna have the six pack. Wait, wait. So do you then? He's after hearing that, and I've been down there. People, do you? How? What's your strategy when people, especially your relatives, start telling you well, what it takes to be healthy and shit like that? And you're like, oh man, you know? And they're like, listen, I'm gonna tell. Listen, dude, this is what you got to do. And you're like, what's that like? No, man? I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't really have people around me who like try to play expert. I just think a lot of people are very. Uh, very ignorant to the or or they choose to ignore the sacrifices it takes to like my sister goes to the gym and stuff not to knock my sister yeah. but, but my sister goes to the gym like just so she can afford to eat donuts or to eat chocolate you know right what I mean? right a lot of mm-hmm. people work mm-hmm. out or you know just so they can uh, eat yeah yeah exactly and that's cool if that's if that's what you want to do that's cool it's better mm-hmm. than just eating and not doing nothing about it you know right. what i mean right sure. I, that's fine i'm not knocking you and saying that i you have to no, I'm I not. will. I will. I'm you, not. you're better than me. I'm gonna knock it, but you're better than me. You're not gonna knock it. You understand? But, people got different reasons. Yeah, but what if they? What if? What if they just continued this same habit that they had, and they got worse, and got this this bad health ailment, and they died because of it? And, I the, mean, and the difference between them not dying and living here, being and to be here for their kids and whoever was just yeah. But based on that logic, okay. Out, right? But based on that logic, because fitness is just not about aesthetics. Uh, listen, based on that logic, what you're saying, All right? right? You could be like, well, you know, at, at least they're not, you know, doing hard drugs. They're just smoking uh, cigarettes, and it one is slightly better than the other. I agree with you. Listen, I'm personally saying myself, yeah, okay, and this is just me, to be real with these people, because I might be the only person that's going to be real with you. Yeah, maybe that, and that's my lot in life. Right. Right. That's probably why I don't have any friends. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is like, and maybe it's not the right way to develop a career in training. Maybe you got a different approach where you're like, I'm trying to do the maximal good for the maximum amount of people. Right. I'm just saying for me, I will knock it. I will say it. I say, I think I say a lot of shit so other people don't have to. Here's where I'll agree with you. That's good. En- that, that approach in which they take is good enough for now. Right. Right. It's not the permanent solution. Right. That's where I agree with you. Right. But again, we go back to like meeting people where they're at. Mm. So if they just want to, if they just want to work out so they can eat 
or whatever and then realize wherever that takes them that that's not enough that this mm-hmm. isn't working right that it's kind of like you know you taking one step forward to take two steps back mm-hmm. and they're not going anywhere mm-hmm. then that's what it takes mm-hmm. but that's 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 okay for now mm-hmm. you know what i mean because that's gotta just, be their journey yeah exactly because it's just better than just like not caring and not doing anything that's what i'm knocking right not doing anything to be healthy, not doing anything to right. to care and to, to, to be there for the people who need your help. Right. You know what I mean? Somebody relies on you. You inspire somebody. You have, mm-hmm. you have Somebody needs you. It's not just you. It's for you to just sit here in this world and to be selfish and not care about your own health is like crazy to me. That's an interesting thought. You're that is saying an that's thought. a great yeah, thought. You're saying like you ain't just here alone. There's people who might need your friendship, your support, yeah. whatever mm. it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so for that reason alone, you should be thinking about working out or taking care of yourself. Yeah, you absolutely. should be prepared absolutely. and ready. Absolutely. Ready to serve. What's the high point of your fitness career right now? What's the high point? Did you uh, did you work with uh Al Pacino and get him nah, to lose a lot of weight. I, I, I haven't got a celebrity under my belt yet. Um, I almost had the opportunity. Almost. Oh, you're gonna get something fucking with us. Yeah. Working with Nipsey. Okay. No oh, shit. Oh man. Um, it was crazy to me how it happened because, like, you know, I became a Nipsey fan in in prison. Like, you know, like it's so crazy. Like him, him being from the opposite side from where I grew up at, thinking I would never listen to his music like just because whatever blah blah but like you know like Nipsey had a message man he was really inspiring Mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity I remember like it was 6am in the gym and I saw him working out in Santa Monica 24 hour fitness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm Mm -hmm. like that was that fucking I'm telling my coworkers like that Nipsey just they like yeah he come in here like at least three times a week and I walked up to him and I just told him how I felt about his music. Like, bro, like you got a message that's inspiring the people. Like, mm. I listen to your shit. Like, when I'm like feeling like giving up on this this journey of being out here, having just done ten years in prison and mm. trying to like you know fit back into society. Because I'm out here in the world. I'm 27, 28, and I just don't feel like I fit in. And like. His music inspired me. He don't even know that. Mm-hmm. He don't even know me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just felt like it was necessary that I told him that, like, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. We, we got to, like, having small talk around the gym and stuff like that. And one day he walked up to me and was like, man, I'm trying to get my upper body bigger. I need a little bit of legs. Like, you know what I mean? I want to fuck with you. And he gave me his number. And I was, like, super excited about yeah. this. And, you right. know, so I text him and be like, yo, bro, like, let's set some time up for a session, a trial session or whatever. But this is the time when which he was about to drop the marathon. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was, you know. Mm-hmm. I was running to him frequently everywhere, not even at the gym, like, even at the Whole Foods down the streets. Like, mm-hmm. it was just crazy how this just came around. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it never happened because he just told me, like, yo, bro, like, I'm just too busy. Like, I don't need a trainer right now. Like, mm-hmm. he kind of, like, low-key snapped on me a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's cool, though. Like, mm-hmm, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you you about to drop your debut album. Right. You know what I mean? You, yeah. It, it's, it took you 10 years to finally make a breakthrough and somebody to know your name in the industry. Right. So I understand this. This is your moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was a, it was, it was, it was a blessing to have, you know. Just the content. Yeah, yeah, it was a blessing. Yeah, like, yeah. what did his passing mean to you? Oh man, were you shocked? Hella shocked, hella shocked, man. I just was like, I couldn't believe it when I first heard it. Like, I couldn't, couldn't believe it. But just to come to the thought that I would never 
I never hear music like his mm. again, like anything new mm. from him mm. again, like to see his evolution. Like I was rooting for him. Like he's an underdog. Right. right. Yeah. He's an underdog just like me. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ten years. He never got he he never they didn't want to hear his voice because he didn't want to take this the industry path. Right. He's like, I'm gonna do it my way and I'm gonna cut the middleman and I'm still gonna get to the top. Right. And he did it. And so for him to <laughs> get right there and it just like mm. drop, I'm like, mm. that shit was fucked up. Yeah. Were you ever able to reconnect with your father? Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I I actually um last time I saw my father was around Father's Day. You know, he's he 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 was living with my my grandparents and you know, he decided that he wanted to live with them and still try to be sneaky about like doing drugs and shit. It's a, it's and a, they told a... him he had to make a choice and he made he made the choice to be homeless. And to be able to do what the fuck he wanted mm-hmm. over having a roof over his head mm-hmm. and money in his pocket and a place to stay and stuff like that. That was his choice. Yeah. And I don't know. Something something came upon my heart around Father's Day and I was like, I'ma just find him somewhere. I know he he's just around on a bike somewhere, washing mm-hmm. cars and shit. That's what he do mm-hmm. to supplement his lifestyle and shit. And I was like, I'm gonna just give him some money. Mm-hmm. People tell me, Oh, you shouldn't give him money. Right. He's, a, he's right. a drug addict. I'm like, that's his fucking choice. Right. That's my dad. So That's shut right. the fuck That's up. That's his choice yeah. right. to do whatever the fuck. That's right. right. But this is in my heart, and this <laughs> is what I'm going to do. Right. Damn straight. And right. I did just that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, he obviously he tried to keep contact with me because now, you know, I'm a, I'm a way in which he can get his drug addiction. But, like, that was cut then and there. Mm-hmm. Like, I just right. was like, right. I, I just felt like doing that. And every now and then, I just, I don't know. That's my dad. Yeah, I just feel like you don't have to explain that shit at all. Yeah, That's exactly what's feel, up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just feel like if I if if I can help him, mm-hmm. if I can help him or whatever, I I, I will. At yeah. times, I feel like being generous and helping him, I will. I you don't know, know. I don't know what that hundred dollars would do for him. Right. I don't know. That's interesting because on some deeper level, you know, we just got done talking about. There's a part of you that you know, is not going to necessarily succumb to, like, any system, right? You're going to do it your way. Right. And in some ways, what you just described with your dad is that he made a choice. And there's people that are going to judge the choice. But you know what? He's not going to succumb to anything he doesn't want to succumb to. Right? Just like me. That's right. Mm -hmm. Man. And at the end of the day, you can have... A million people advising you, bro. but you're gonna do what you're gonna do. You always done what you're gonna do. So like I've always done what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, how damn dog like that was a great story. I man. like you know what man? Just thank you for saying that about your dad, man. Because I've had people weigh in and want to tell me similar things about the whole drug. Don't give them man. like, man. Listen, man, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. What they do with that is on them, man. But my heart's telling me this is what I got to do, you know? And that's your dad, bro. Thanks. Yeah, man. So, like, I don't know, man. You've got, I want you to know, listen, for one, just for one, let's do one thing. People want to find you and they want to, like, check out and get some training done. How do they find you? Uh, You can find me on my Instagram at FitLikeSean. Say it one more time. Fit Fit Like Sean. Fit Like Sean. F-I-T. 
L I K E underscore Sean S E A N. Okay. There you go. Legit like the Sean. right way. There yeah. we go. Ah. Right. Which we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna post up and we're gonna tag Sean when when the show, when you guys are listening to the show there'll be a tag on there where you can reach out to him. Um, listen, brother, I wanna I wanna have you back on another show because okay. I'd like to talk a little bit more about um, some nutrition, okay. some health, some basic startup points maybe that our listeners could start with something that some people can get engaged with man and Sounds you have good, a lot man. of knowledge and you know i think there's a at this point in time in our lives man we can help our <laughs> brothers and sisters in that way hey man i'm but, on fit like sean right now yeah. sean wilson right yeah he's got some island photos on here with his shirt all open <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking <laughs> beefy ass chest and a six pack let's help some people get fucking healthy bro uh, right yeah. look at that where was that where 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 where, where is this tropical paradise Tulum. at Tulum. Tulum. Oh, I love yeah. it, man. My, my, my ex-wife loves Tulum. They're trying mm. to buy a place in Tulum. Mm. Hey, uh, listen, man. You, you, you've had quite a journey, bro. Um, you're a gentleman, man. I like talking with and you. I like, and I like And a scholar. I like having you here, man. And you Thanks, got... Bro. There's something about you, bro. I really have to say that, man. I told them on the way over, I go, just vibing with this dude, Sean. I told Nick the same thing, man. You got a good heart, man. And Thanks, uh, bro. You come back... Use this place as a platform. Any way we can help blow you up and get your name out there. Um, it's an open door policy for you, Sean. Anytime you want, you come on down, brother. Appreciate that. Are you uh, are you locked up or do some ladies out there got a chance with you? I'm locked up right oh! now. Oh! Okay. I'm well, listen. Sean's off the market right he now. He says he's off the market, but uh, any ladies need some personal training, see if they can knock him out. Get <laughs> yeah. in here. See if they can shake him. Got that 50-minute warm-up. There you go. Yup, yup, yup. But this dude's arms, bro. I know. Yeah. I know. He's bumming me all the ways out, bro. No, I'm like, ready. I'm ready to stop fucking. Yeah, dog. I don't care. COVID or not, I'm hitting back over. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on a gym. cycle tomorrow. I'm Monday, I'm getting on a good test. Like, uh, anyways, bro, let's uh, thank you for coming in, bro. Yeah, it's good to you. have you here, brother. Um, so he's good people. Ovando Bowen LLP. Uh, if you need uh, legal advice, come see the Indian. I wear braids to court, I scare the judge, I scare your enemies. That's it, Sean S E A N at hardluckshow.com. All your audio needs, whatever, right? Anything got, okay, excellent, wonderful. Anything. You got Special any plugs? K? You got plugs? You got anybody you want to plug? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't okay. know. Okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Special K? Special right? K? You right? got anything? Is, uh, yeah. Are you available? Ladies yeah. want to work out with you? <laughs> oh, no, not yeah. that. Not that, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Thrizzle28. <laughs> Wait, uh, what? Twitch.tv slash Thrizzle28. What is that? Uh, uh, that's my stream. I game on, like, during awesome. the week. what do you play? Uh, right now I'm playing Valorant. I've been playing Call of Duty. I play Smash, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, so, dude, we we have to get some of this footage and go over it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Web behind the ears. Do you have subscribers? Yeah. What was that? Do you have subscribers? Uh, I do have some followers. Yeah, awesome. I have, like, yeah, I'm so I'm okay. so wor- I'm so small, but I'm still working. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What? Special K. Special Listen, K. I got to give a shout out to the Soul Assassins. Yeah, of course. All Come the on. Soul Assassins, especially my kidding? boy Esteban. Jesus. Christ. Shout out to Burner, the whole Cookies family and yeah. the Vibes family. Yeah. Um. And uh, oh yeah, a congratulations. Yes. To Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist. Oh hell yeah, dude! Okay. But they got nominated. That's my brother, yeah. man. Yeah. The Alchemist. They and got that... nominated for a for Grammy. So good, good looking out to those dudes, bro. That's Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
the city of Santa Monica. I love everybody. Hey, the hey, this, and the West Side of Los hey, Angeles. Hey, you know what? Jamestown Sklalem Reservation, man. There you I go. fucking love it, man. Stetiklum, the house Shenandoah and Pico. Yeah, Shenandoah and Pico. Yeah. So, hey, and and any hoes that are in trouble, give us a call. Give us a well. Queens of the Underground will help you out. And uh, I can't say what, but I did just get hired to help a hoe. There oh, you go. I did. One. Hey, Mozzie, when you're in L.A., you need to come touch in, check in at us. Get at the show. Yeah. Right. Mozzie. All right. All right. Like we do about this time, adios, amigos, amigos. from the Hard Luck Show. Yeah. I walk and I'm decking and making an entrance and know where the exit is. We kick them hoes out, ain't no room service, we ain't bringing no represent. Got an oval office in my house, bitch, sell me off like a president. I'm talking Jefferson, Edison, Clint, so much pussy, look like I'm selling it. And the public is know that I'm selling it, I did a one and a two with the heroin. And my nigga was stitching, he telling it, I had to jump off a one with the men.